You're listening to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Go to UPRNTalkRadio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories, L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Well, you drove out there into the middle of nowhere and had some sort of loud verbal display challenging E.T. in general out oh, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. that's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really kicked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. was a Louisiana man named Montaldo. Folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Worked with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night. They stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground, commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything, but, you know, seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, any last wish before you die, you'll reach for his gun quick as a twitch and said, fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land about this pistol-waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six-Gun Joe. That intro song is probably older than half the people listening to this show. Shame on you people. Um, that that was actually sent to me a long time ago. 
I, I, this guy who used to come listen to us, this, this is way long time ago, who used to come listen to us before we had any organizations or radio shows. And he was just, he just hated what we were saying about aliens and UFOs. He just hated it. And I was actually, I just started hosting Wake Up USA UFO study. This is 25, 26 years ago. And um, I was talking about a particular count that happened in Honey Island Swamp. And that's what that whole song is is about. And he just turned it into a song. He thought I was going to be furious when I heard it. And I was, I laughed so hard. I, I wrote to him, I said, can I use it as the intro? And he was like, she's like shitting me, right? And I'm like, no, can I, we've been, good friends ever since it's um it's it's i, I liked it I, I thought it was funny entertaining kind of got the point across at the same time it was one of those things who is who i don't know who this woman is sitting next to me but look, i think there's a name across the screen for oh wait that's right if you're only listening you see you don't know who this is sitting next to me oh you don't know this could be Kamala harris as far as you know uh winston churchill <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta stop for a minute. All right. I don't even know why you wrote that, Bobby. That was that was retarded. I know you can see us because you're listening to us on Facebook, but oh man. I don't think she looks like Winston Churchill. No, I, I if she if she did, I'd be really scared at the moment. I'm just saying I'd be running for the for the door. I've been knowing for a while now. What do you mean? Who is she? I don't know. She's just a stranger that just showed up and popped in. Said, hey, can I come on your radio show? I was like, sure, come on. I heard she was out in some jungle setting just a couple of weeks ago with some desert setting a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> Charis, I'm sorry. How you doing, sweetie? Oh, shit. Okay, you're probably introducing, but I can't stop laughing. Oh, Lord. Okay, maybe. Anyway, I've been knowing Chires for a long time. I, I don't know, like five years or something, like six maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's way longer than that. Yes. Over 10, uh, I think. Oh, like, yeah. I think it's even longer than that. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's even longer than that. Damn. I can't, we can't even say that on air. We're sorry. No, we only know each other like three years until we're going back to the original. No, because the more I think about it, the longer it gets. No, oh, no, 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 no. Well, because it was right after Katrina. Katrina was like, 18 years ago um, yeah. yeah and even that seems long to me these days yes but um miss brown how have you been you've been staying out of trouble or for the most part i mean, doing yeah. my best but sometimes trouble finds you so what are you gonna do yeah i'm shaking my head i don't believe her no <laughs> she's like a troll magnet do 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 no, I will this is on a more serious note so out of all the people i know that we're going to category peace, love, and light, because I know if I do it any other way, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, she's actually the truest of heart I've met so far. It's, um, no, really, I mean, she stays the course. Where I watched a lot of people, you know, kind of go into, like, how much money can I make? And Well, no, it's fine for people to make money. You know, reading cards for money and doing things for people is fine. It's just believing and not believing is two different things. Or maybe believing is a bad way to say it. Maybe doing is a better way of saying it. Um, yes. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. You can catch her. She talks. She's on all the time. Instagram. Go see her. From time to time, she pops up on screen. So I check her out while I'm there. Um, she got three husbands. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You're just out of luck. That's the limit she can have is three. 
Yeah, she's in this Martian cult. <laughs> just <too weird. laughs> you know, lies. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna get us all in trouble tonight. Uh, no, actually, her and I have talked to aliens quite a lot over the years, and yeah. quite seriously. Uh, I mean, I'm just kidding around right now, but because uh, I know Jay is gonna pop in the middle of the conversation, but um, really and truly, we have. And, and to just so you've watched some of the 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 um things on the government channel i'm mean, at the government channel i guess it is the government channel but um you i know you've watched like cnn or nbc or whoever you're watching to see how these trial washington well, trials how these interviews have been going in congress now you know unfortunately i'm too skeptical for my own good sometimes that's why i like talking to other people but some stuff i was fine with when the pilots started par- talking i was like yeah these guys know what the hell they're talking about and then this crush guy starts talking i'm thinking all right we're going to get a good, you know, somebody who knows something. And the more he talked, the more skeptical I became. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me. You know, I tell people all the time, sometimes it's just JoJo gets like, ooh, you know, I get a little on the. Well, one, I've learned if you know too much, you're not true. Well, I know a lot, but I don't know too much. No, I do know a lot. And I, it's This field is impossible to know too much. I'm just telling you now. But when you're, when you're in a setting like him, so. Let's look at this from a different point of view. So this guy gets dropped in. He's way up in the security. I mean, way up. He's a big-time spy is what he is. So, okay, they drop him down here thanks to Greer, which I've never trusted Greer, i be honest with that. It's not that I dislike the guy. I'm just not real trusting of him. I do help, think that it did help bring a lot of attention to the field. Though. But anyway, moving on. So this guy gets down. He starts talking. First thing out of his mouth is, well, yeah, they just fall out the sky when they come through the portal. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, they've been coming a few thousand years, so why, why haven't they quit coming here if they keep falling out the sky? I mean, you know, after you've lost X amount of beans and ships, you would think, oh, well, Earth's not a good place to go, or whatever the hell they call us. And I'm like, so, and then he starts talking about him shooting down. I said, well, what, why haven't they shot back? I'm thinking, oh, why? We know they can come in and take people all the time, so why don't you just retrieve their craft and their people? So, the more he talked, the more this got more smellier and smellier and smellier. And it sounded more like he had been instructed on what to say by someone, obviously, who does not know what the aliens are doing on this freaking planet. Um, and when you when you look, when you look, some of the witnesses, like I said, are just right on the button. And some of them are like, <clears throat> it, it's really, truly, the only one I didn't like is the crush guy. Shame on me. But um, I don't, just sometimes the guy's bugging me. Mm-hmm. And usually when something's bugging me, it turns out to be something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing this for too long. I, well, maybe not. Um, we're going to send Chiris down there as a spy. We're going to give her a camera and get her a press pass and send her down there as a spy. Some vlogs. Oh, wait, not 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 a press pass. We'll get her a, we'll get a congressional ID. Oh, no, you're trying to get the girl put in jail. Quit that. <laughs> no, apologies. No, no. jail, right? No, no, no. Agenda. I mean, I think that stuff, it's interesting because I, I just so happened, you know how you get logged on to stuff. I just so happened to come across it on a live on a completely different social media thing that I never watched the news on the first day when they were talking about the cube shaped ones in the mm-hmm. orbs that were see through. And I thought to myself, fantastic. I mean, I've never heard nor seen of crafts like that but who knows there's a million different races pop through and so it's not that i think that what they're saying is necessarily true 
But as you know, I'm not concerned with the top down disclosure mm. method. Like I don't care because yeah, I know. Because you know you've been disclosed. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't care what your mayor is doing in, in my experience or what. You know, that's true. They're, they're going to come right to you in your brain, in your dreams, in your house. So, eh, I, but I think that since so many people who are abducted or contacted or whatever, bleed it out of their mind right after, this is a cool way of like inching open the door so that people will have the neuronal net made in their waking mind. So then after they have contact, they'll have a place to put it. So I think it's all part of it, but you can't, you can never go on the nose with the government. Of course, it's never on the nose. Yeah, and that's it's true. Gonna be. Well, no, she makes a good point, guys. I mean, you know, you want... I hate I hate to say it, but even bad press is good press when it comes to these kind of things. I mean, we're looking for answers, and we're looking and for people like us. It's hey, Susan, we're looking for a little bit different things. We're looking for answers, but we're looking for answers for different reasons than the government's looking for. So you know, and once you've been exposed to this in some shape, form, or fashion, usually in a contact fashion, because that's really how it is, uh, you know. There is, the, you know, I've said this a hundred, if I had a dollar for every time I said they've already disclosed, everybody wanted to disclose. So I, I could be just like a billionaire by now, people. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, they've disclosed and, and they leave it to us and everyone else who's been taken or messed with to disclose themselves in, in any fa fame, well, any fashion that they want to. Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of people we would call that are contactees that have come out. They're like communicators. They get out there, they're, they're, well, because context is different for a lot of people. But anyway, they're out there just talking about it. And again, there are some times where the contact is questionable or the memory is questionable. Questionable, But if the person's not doing it you know, to cause harm, it's a little bit different than someone out there who's trying to defraud something for whatever reason, get on TV, make some money. Well, yes, the, right now, contact's hot. So if you wanted to go on TV and do contact stories, it's pretty hot right now. Well, I tried, I got, I had a real good thing with Netflix and I don't know what happened with them, but you know, it happened before COVID and then they contacted me after COVID and said they were still going to do it. They, they want to do contact reenactments. Uh, I don't know. Uh, last time I thought they did two, two reenactments and we did two things. But as far as I know that, well, no, cause I'm just narrating. I can be sitting right here and narrate. It's, um, well, no, they did two of them and, and they looked pretty good, but pfft. I haven't heard, seen, or anything. Now, you know, I'll be notified when they reached it. The idea was to do 14 for two years, 14 each year. So I don't know. And uh, maybe too many people are leaving Netflix. <laughs> I don't really know, man. Mm, yeah, yes, I do, Bruce. They have gotten expensive. I think they're $23 now for one line. And then they don't want you to use it anywhere but in your own house. Mm. Yes, I see that Jeff Bezos and the rest of them didn't follow suit with it. Oh, no, just use it wherever you are. We don't care. <laughs> Because you lose too many customers that way. Uh, well, because really, when it gets down to it, a lot of people come out. I don't. It's hard to put a number on what the percentage is of people who have been exposed to extraterrestrial contact that actually come forward. I, I would really want to say in a two or three percent. I mean, it could be higher, but um, I would really want to say it was in a two and three percent of the people who have actually been legitimately taken. About ninety six percent really probably. They probably have dreams and things that are manifesting here and there, but they really haven't really grasped what it was. And more than likely, it's because ET has realized. See, people like Chara is a different. She probably showed early on an interest in it. She's just energetic like that. She was probably like, "Oh well, shit, this looks fun, or this looks you know interesting or exploring." So 
that's different. But a lot of people are like, it's like taboo, get back, I'm scared. And uh, so they never really ever will find out. No, they'll, they'll never find out. So there's a big chunk of the population that, well, frankly, they don't want to know. And, and you know what? I hate to say this. They might be better off not knowing. Uh, but when it all comes down, I guess whatever blocks are there will probably leave. And the, you're right. I said that before. It's always possible that the population of abductees will get mad and want to sue the government for being abducted and contacted and experimented on. That's up to them. And I don't know who's settling that. I can't settle on that. Yeah, which <laughs> are you going to get? Um, I don't know. Uh, John's writing in. Where are you at, John? Burbanks, Alaska, Burbanks, or Burbanks, California, Burbanks, Alaska. I want to see some snow, man. Send me, out, send me a picture. I ain't seen snow down here. I don't even want to tell you one. Uh, what's anyway? What's your question? I'm, I'm just giving you trouble. Uh, okay, so he's wanting to he's wanting to know if people like us should get more involved in the um, in the testimonies with Congress because Congress has reached out to other people. Uh, I don't know if I want to get up on the stage and get. I don't look. I'll do behind scenes all day long, but I don't know if I want to get it. I have to work, people. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I, I have a job. Everybody's it's like a big quilt, right? And everyone's got their own square to hold. And I don't have any interest in doing government. Like I don't. Yes. That's a whole other game. I'm like, no. Well, because I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm with Charis on this. Besides that, they start asking me about who's contactees. I can't tell them anyway. I'm under disclosure agreements. Exactly. And then, they, then they're gonna want to get all nasty and stuff because I don't want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I take a pot. You see, that's the difference between me. Now, I did bring this up recently at a meeting online. I said. uh Somebody asked me if I was testifying, would I be willing to be polygraphed? And of course, the answer is yes. Yeah, I would sit there and they could ask me questions all day, all day long about it. Why not? Because, no reason Because what I know, I know. Anything else, I'd just say, hey, I don't, I don't know. Or I could say, you know, it's, oh, we lost tires. Or I could say it's something else. Yes, I could. Mm-hmm. No, anyway. Well, why she's going, who's, uh, no, she probably just got disconnected. Who's my favorite alien abductee? I don't even know anymore. Uh, no, because the two I like best don't want to be talked about anymore. Yeah. One of them, actually both of them, had written to me. And, and this is a while back, at least 10 years. They had written to me. Both of them had written to me and asked me if we could take down everything we had on them. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, when you when you do a lot of radio like we do, it's um, they go a lot of places. So right now, if we were to put out an archive, it's going to go out to at least two different, at least a hundred. No, I'm sorry, at least two hundred different archive sites, and it's at least that many live sites it's going to. So they're going to be connected to all of that. Yes, connected to all of it. I don't know. But anyway, it's one of those things you get stuck with. So it's hard to get it all down. And you don't know how many people along the way who may have downloaded their cells, maybe have put it in their office. I mean, in their office, in their computer and have it, you know, just ready to listen to at another time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when she gets back, we'll talk about that. We'll ask her about it, but... Who's my fit? No, I don't know. 
Well, abductions are one of those things that it takes a lot to understand. Um, and abductions and contact are not the same thing. Abductions is something you start remembering. Um, the contact itself is not usually in a good light. I'm not saying it's not always. There might be someone good, like, but most of them are not. Most of them it's because you're being abducted. You're being forcibly removed from wherever you are and forcibly brought apart aboard a spacecraft and experimented upon and then put back. With your memories altered, usually just wipe. These days, they don't really alter them anymore. They just kind of wipe them now. Less chance of you remembering some. Cover memories allowed for things to break through. Yes, cover memories truly allowed for things to break through. Well, I mean, example of a cover memory. You know, I haven't really. But we got her back. Um, real quick example of a cover memory is just, just a memory they overlay over whatever it is they've done to you. <coughs> that ooh, damn, hold on a second, my damn throat's getting itchy. Uh, it's just something they lay over to hide the original memory. Yeah, like, well, yeah, they want to make sure they try to, but there's a difference between cover memories and waking memories. Waking memories. All right. Um, so let's say you something weird happened to you. But anyway, let's say you're walking down the street. You see this big four-foot owl standing next to you. Okay, Most people would think that was a cover memory. That's not a cover memory. That's a waking memory. And what I mean by that is that's a memory left for you to experiment, to explore. Why did I see a big four? Because, well, you know, first off, you probably live somewhere where they don't have four-foot owls. You're probably going, what the hell is this? Or it's sitting on your ledge or something. These are things because... Somewhere along the line, you expressed an interest to the aliens and what they're doing. And they somewhere decided, okay, well, we'll break them into it slowly but surely uh, to see if they really are. And they'll start with stuff like that or other things, depending on what it is, depending on what your level of participation is going to be or what your level of participation you want to be involved in. I don't know why I couldn't spit that out. Hmm. Well, no, Charis is, is, is uh, I don't know what you would consider. She's she's definitely out there with the keepers and the communicators. And, well, she's definitely communicating. She's out there every day communicating to y'all, but all kinds of stuff. Ground crew vibes. Um, catch her on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I don't know what time you ask her. Don't ask me. Okay, they want to know, what, do you have any set times they can catch you on Instagram? Um, no, but I try to go live most days of the week. Um, more and more lately. So usually I hop on a live. Maybe I'll start doing a set time. I don't know. Just, just, just make her a friend and you'll know when she comes on. Yeah, you pop on. Yeah, just hit like, like, you know, and then then you'll know when it comes on. Well, no, my Instagrams are always on. So are my Facebook pages. Somebody says there, it always says you're there, but you're never there. I said, because it's always on. <laughs> and I'm not always there. The same thing with the Instagram pages or the LinkedIn pages. They, they stay on. It always shows us on because, you know, they're always on. They're doing something. They're, you know, carrying radio shows or something else, uh, letting people chat, whatever the hell might be going on. We, oh, oh, all right, Don, I'll ask her. So Don had asked me earlier who my favorite alien was. I'm not sure what he meant by this, but do you have a favorite alien? Like a like a race? Like a favorite? Yeah, I mean, what, that, and see, it wasn't even a clear question. So what do you think, Don? What, like, you want, are you talking about, are we talking like like a television alien? Are we yeah. talking about like an alien race? An alien race. Okay, well, we just we want to be clarified here. I mean, there are different ones that are cool for different reasons, you know. Um, 
the mansions are pretty cool. Like they're they're interesting. They seem to be pretty. I've never heard a story about one that wasn't cool. Like it was that was harmful or scary. Um, I don't know. What about you, Joe? What do you mean? I am not a reptilian. Well, maybe. Well, I am part reptilian because everybody. Part okay, reptilian. everybody, everybody on the planet is part reptilian. So yeah, so true. I can't, I can't, I can't just. You know, I've been preaching this for three decades, and every time I'll be doing a lecture somewhere, doing something online, and I just just like three weeks ago, and I'm talking, it was about two hundred people, three hundred people, I'm just chatting, and the guy goes, "Well, I've heard you say that we all have reptilian section and bring. You know, that's not true. God would not allow that." Now. I was polite, even though I didn't want to be polite. I was polite. I said, well, I said, how do you know? Did God come and tell you that? I said, why? I mean, God might have decided, God might not decide he wanted to waste stuff and use parts of the reptilian to make us out of creation. I said, he took it out to, you know, the ground on created you. I said, so how do you know there wasn't some reptilian mud up in there? <laughs> Which just made him even mad. <laughs> I couldn't help myself though. But the point is. It's there. I mean, all you got to do, if you don't believe us people, go look up online, see what it does. It's what makes us, it doesn't make us aggressive, but it would, it's what makes us uh, so people aren't ripping us off or doing bad things to it. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, well, it's, it's there and it's, it's very useful for most humans. Well, no, it also gives you a sense of, um, there's a part of it that gives you a sense of euphoria. So it's, it's a really strange setup, but it's, it's, it's there and it also shows that. Yeah, that we have a reptilian ancestry. Well, it could be like the Sumerians and the Dogon said that the the human aliens created a slave race and the reptilians came and freed the slave race by interbreeding with them and creating us, the race that's here today. Yeah. I'm just telling you what they say. Well, the Sumerians had created the seven creations of man and the last creation was a race that looked just like us and acted a lot like us, but <clears throat> they weren't self-aware in the fashion that we were. They didn't have this self-awareness, but uh, when the reptilians interbred with them, it gave them that self-awareness. They became sentient in the fact that they, they hey, they were like, why am I plowing a damn field? Why don't you go plow the field? Why am I making beer for you? Why don't you go make it? It was just, and then just questions of why, 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 why that they weren't asking before. Yeah, they could, well, no, the other race could make beer and procreate and do things like that, but they didn't ask why they were the ones out in the field toiling in the sun and heat. They didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't really ask any kind of questions. They just didn't what they were told. That's what they were. And then the reptilians, and I don't know why they had reptilians intervene. There's a lot of stories on why. Uh, <clears throat> some people said it was to aggravate the human aliens. Some people said it was to free the human race into what it's supposed to be. But I don't know why, because I'm, I'm sure, you know, for a long time, the reptilians kept colonies here. Uh, probably had a full-blown world here until the asteroid came. Um I don't know. What do you mean? Why they didn't get the asteroid out the way? Well, this was 60 something million years ago. They might not have the technology they have today. Yes. You just, it also tells you how advanced they are, though, that 60 million years ago, they could leave the planet. Mm. A lot of them went underground, though. There's some live up there by Chiris here, not too far from where she's at. <laughs> they live, well, they, a lot of them live up in their, their mines in West Virginia. I would be careful up there, people. Mm. <laughs> well, all kinds of things. In <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Mm -mm. I don't know. I, the grays are probably my favorite just because they're a pain in the ass, literally. <laughs> and there's so many different kinds of grays. Yeah, and they are too. That's the other thing. There are a bunch of different kinds of grays. There's different heights, different sizes, different colors. It's it's what's well, like the reptilians. <clears throat> it's like 
nine or 10, 11 different types of reptilian. Some are water breathers, some have gills, some have wings. And they're all still the same animal, or I should say the same being. It's just for whatever reason, whatever planet they were on, that's what they needed to survive. Mm-hmm. Well, because they adjusted, they're a colonized world. They live all over the place. Humans were probably the same way. It's just now we're just getting to that point of evolution. Mm-hmm. Right now we're stuck right here. We're going to go to Mars soon. We're going to all go live with Elon. Yes. Charles, you should marry Elon. Oh, God. I think he's taken. That's no, okay. he, no wife. He ain't got uh, nothing right now. He done kicked the other one to the curb. But you, uh-oh. But he likes kids. So you'd have to have like two kids, man. But you know, he gives when the kids are born, he gives each one two million dollars. Well, as he should. I mean, he's their dad. <laughs> yeah, he is stinking filthy rich. Um, what? Oh, I know, guys. Stop. Okay, I know I got a man crush on Elon. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> it's um, well, cuz I mean, this is the guy who stinned Putin down. I mean, give me a break. Elon Musk, richest, the richest African American in the world, stands Putin down. I mean, come on. He's like this tall. Anyway, I'm impressed with the guy. I mean, who Putin goes on, tells him something about I'm going to do something to you. He said, you do know I can use my my satellites to knock your missiles out of the sky, right? He said, you know that. He said, I can produce uh, rockets, missiles, satellites much faster than you can produce one nuclear weapon. He said, so don't threaten me. He, I'll knock your intercontinental ballistic missiles. He will too. He said how he would do it and everything. So right now he's got with 12,000 of them up in space. He just he just made the Russian nuclear fleet a complete dull. He just washed it out. And he lives here in America, so thank God he loves us. That's all I can say. Well, we just reverse that. Maybe he just loves himself, but still, thank God he's living in our country then. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's crazy he said that. And then he talks about how he's going to build the satellite around Mars, the satellite system like he's got here around Mars, and interconnected to in real time. Uh, so that, that, so Mars will have internet just like we do, and they'll even be able to connect each other. He said in under six minutes to go in both ways with, uh, it's, 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 the man is brilliant. He's scary brilliant there. Yes. What do you mean? No, I was kidding. Tyrus Mary. Elon's weird. He's kind of, he likes him goth girls. I don't know. It's no, no accounting for taste. And, uh, you know, when you're the richest man aware, you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Jeff Bezos likes weird blondes. <laughs> Both, I, I, I've listened to his wife speaking. I've listened to his girlfriend speaking. They're a little, what do you mean? Are they stupid? No, they're not stupid. <clears throat> I don't think he'd be around a stupid woman, but uh, I couldn't tolerate a stupid woman. But it, they were, they were just, I don't know. I, I can't find a word for it, but. They were just off. They were, I guess when you're that stinking wealthy, Richie, I mean, his wife is now worth, what, $100 million? She's, I think, either the first or second richest woman in the world. What do you, what do you mean she didn't work for him? Yeah, she did. She was married to the butthole for however long she was married to him. Yeah, that works for me. Um, that's Hey, it's like playing roulette. You never know. So, Charles, so what do you think? I mean, how the government should go about this? I mean, who should they be looking to speak to? Should they be should they be reaching deep into the field? Should they be wanting to speak to contactees? I think they should be wanting to look at the research from all the organizations that have been stacking up research for the last however many years, like mm-hmm. ICAR and the others. I think they should just put a task force on cataloging everything, trying to get a view of it. And then see where to go. But the thing, the, the hilarious thing is, 
depending on where you are, they already know. It, they're not the ones who don't know. Mm. Maybe the ones on the press briefing that we're seeing don't know. But if you're going to talk about the government as a whole entity, come on now. They know what's going on. So, somebody knows. They yeah. know that somebody knows. I, well, you know, I've met some people over the years that definitely know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. So it is still compartmentalized, but they know mm-hmm. enough that they know it's real. That might be a better way yeah. of saying it. Yeah. Uh, Things come you, out all the time. Well, Jackie, yeah, um, you, no, the people don't. Okay, millions of people have come out and said, yeah, aliens are real, or they've tried to mm-hmm. talk to the congressman or write to the. This is why this is going on. They had, they've had enough people write to the government that this is going on, thanks to Barack Obama, <clears throat> which I never thought I'd say that, but and I actually liked Obama on some things, but um, he decided to set up a thing on the. On, the government dot the dot gov site where you can set up say that you want to ask a question. And it was in the beginning, if you got twenty five thousand answers or responses, the government would take a look at it. Then I think they raised it to 125 or 140,000 anyway, they raised it up and but still if if it reaches that goal, the government itself will actually take a look at the at the post you put up there. And see what it's going to do. And if they can figure something out, they will. Well, this has been done. Stephen Bissett's done it three or four times. We've done it at least twice. God knows how many other people have done it. So, I mean, they know the American public wants to know. Even the public that doesn't know anything about this wants to know. Because it's it's a game changer for everybody. If tomorrow, if tomorrow the government comes out, if our government comes out tomorrow and says, you know what? extraterrestrials are real. They have been taking our citizens. They've been here for tens of thousands of years. Um, we still don't know exactly what it is they want with us, but they are here and they don't seem to be hostile in the way that they're trying to take the planet over. So they could come out and tell us, which would scare the hell out of everybody. But at the end, if they said, no, it doesn't look like they're trying not to take us over, then they may feel calmer about it. Or they could just keep on the, um, which we call a program they're on the, where they just do a little bit at a time. What do you think, Charles? Disclosure. I mean, I don't think people would freak out. I think look at look at every bit of disclosure that's happened. I don't know the past however long we've known each other, Joe. And in the contactee world, we'll be like, oh, it's a huge moment of disclosure, and nobody cares. No one freaks out. No one floods the streets. I think we'd be cooler than they think. I think I so mean, mostly. Yeah, and the the people who freak out. They're going to freak out about something sooner or later. I mean, there's no one to shoot at. Like, they've always been here. <laughs> I know. Uh, what do you mean, Scott? You know, I don't, I don't think the Israeli war has anything to do with aliens. Uh, that's a human thing. That has stu- that has to deal with stupidity. We'll leave it at that. Oh, no. You want to hear about that? Come on Friday night. We talk about it all the time. Come on Friday night and you'll hear what, we'll, you'll hear what our opinions are about it. I don't know. Uh, we don't usually let Chires because she's so sweet. We don't like her to come talk politics. We don't want to get in trouble with her fans. It won't satisfy people. I don't like to fight. So people who are yes. here, they're not going to like it. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? My fans like, look, my fans know me well enough. And I'm just going to speak my mind, whatever it is. They get pissed. They can just, you know, whatever. It's uh, no, most of them come back because we're, we're really good at what we do. I don't, I don't think this government. Okay. Let me rephrase this. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Okay, Trump's government wanted to know about aliens. Trump's government wanted to know a lot of things. 
just like Clinton's government wanted to know a lot of things. There are presidents that really have an interest in this. Remember, Trump started Space Command. He knew we needed something. The last person who even talked about putting something and doing this in space was Reagan and Clinton, and uh, they were talking about it together. Uh, so these were two opposite, you know, one's a Republican, one's a Democrat, and they were talking about we need this. Well, Ronald Reagan instituted um, Star Wars, Pine Gap, and the Heart Facility. Yes. So Star Wars, we all thought Star Wars was for shooting down Russian missiles. Come to find out that was not true. These things can launch things into space. They can take these, they take these discs and they put it on top of the laser and they superheat it and they shoot it into space. Yeah, these things are big enough to the two or three of them together is big enough to wipe out cities. So these were not designed for shooting down little, you know, rockets. <laughs> I don't know what these were designed for. Maybe motherships or something. But anyway. So the rumor was that they went down to Pine Gap. Well, Pine Gap said they closed. Well, iCar busted Pine Gap because a friend of ours found some lading labels for Pine Gap in 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7 when they were supposedly closed. <laughs> so we put them on the internet and they, they actually came out and said, no, we're not closed. So Pine Gap, if you don't know what Pine Gap is, that's in, in Australia. That is the joint British-American defense of outer space. Now, remember, outer space is beyond the moon, people. Technically, it's beyond the solar system, but we'll be just nice and say it's beyond the moon. Okay. What the hell are we defending ourselves for? The hard facility is to aid the Pine Gap facility. So what they say is, is they, the one can launch a beam that can be caught by, by a disc and then sent back to the other one to super speed it and then shoot through the ionosphere and be charged as it's going through using our own Earth's energy to charge the beam. Uh, sounds like pretty serious technology. And it sounds like if it hits you, it's going to mess you up. So I don't know. Um, but why would we do that? And remember, Ronald Reagan was the president that got up there and said, you know, it would take an alien invasion to unite our planet. Let's hope one never happens. And then institutes all these programs. <laughs> I think he knew something. I think George Bush told him. You know, there's aliens out there and they may not be friendly. <laughs> and Ronald Reagan said, really? Okay, let's go take care of this. No, everything I said is absolutely true. You can check it out for yourselves, people. I don't, um, I don't know why. And then here comes Trump later on. He got the same idea. He put Space Command in, and look, Biden didn't want to touch Space Command. He thought it was a good idea. Actually, um, Obama actually thought it was a good idea, but could never get it through Congress. Trump just had control of Congress at the time and ran it through real quick. I don't know. I met uh, two of the space commanders. Okay, I met some of the space cadets, which cracks me if they call themselves that shit. I just can't believe they do that. <laughs> anyway, you got to stop laughing about that. But um, I met uh, John Goodwin from Galaxy, from Galaxy Press. Introduced me to the two-star general the year before last and the head of space command last year. And uh, they're very nice guys. We talked a while. Uh, the one guy had an interest. He, he pulled me on the side later in the evening and wanted to talk to me about some of the other things that him and I talked about off the wall. And I know, guys, I'm not going to mention it because it's 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 all stuff we've talked about here before, but it's not stuff that he probably wants y'all talking or hearing about. Um, and I'm not going to tell you his name, but you can go look him up. So it's it's not that complicated. Uh, we no right as the future has nothing to do with aliens. Where the hell did you get that from? No. Anyway, he just introduced me to the guy. He was a keynote speaker at the Gala event for Writers of the Future. I go there to work media every year. I'm friends with John, and John introduced me to him. It wasn't nothing nefarious. Yes. Y'all are evil, man. There are people evil. 
I'm sending y'all all home with your gyrus. I don't know. Jay said he was coming there. I didn't see him. He might he might have collapsed. He said he had a long, hard day today when I talked to him earlier. Yeah, well, you know, when you when you work for a living, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll ask her. Uh, oh, so what do you mean regular communication? With an alien or a spirit? No, you got to be more clear. So are you talking about with a spirit? Yes, like, you know, spirit or a ghost or an alien. What are you talking about? So you want to know if she has regular communications with an alien that tells her how to divine things. Okay, I was lost, but I just repeated what he just wrote. So Okay, um, not these days. For a while I did. What generally has happened with me is every time I get an expansion to my understanding, I'll kind of get hand-holded by somebody until I've got a good handle on it, and then it'll fade out. So the second Starseed book I wrote, Instruction of a Starseed, is a bunch of transcribed lessons and conversations that I had with my extraterrestrial guide at the time. So it's like a year or two of just stuff we would talk about. So yeah, I can't, at any given time, I can connect, but I'd prefer not to be codependent, so I don't necessarily ask for stuff all the time from anybody. Um, it's more, it's like getting a teacher, like you have a teacher until you finish the course and then you hopefully maintain what you learned and move on and keep expanding. Mm, that's a good thing. Well, no, they, guides come and go. All guides come and go, at least. Well, I'm, I'm sure some people have one guide all their lives, but from my yeah. experience, it's, it, it seems like different things come different things. More like what you need at the time. You mean with the grays? Now, the grays are just pains in the asses. They do whatever the hell they want, whatever the hell they want them. Now, I love the grays, but listen, listen Bob the Gray, if you listen, I love you, buddy. <laughs> don't get me in trouble, man. Um, no, really and truly, they 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 do what they want. Well, okay. Here's something for you. We'll let Charles chime in on this in a second. So here's something for y'all. So we have a gray. He He's abducting you or she's abducting you, whatever, you, whatever sense of of sexuality you get from a great there is a sense by the way um it's it, sexuality might not be the right word it's, it's more like a, a feminine male kind of thing you can just sense the personalities maybe a little bit more feminine a little bit more male but anyway anyway jack stop it and what is that buzzing my phone off now you made me forget what the hell i was talking about jack i'm gonna i'm gonna send you to be probed by the grays but anyway now so the grays are, are different in the fact that They've been here a long time. Not, not as long as the reptilians and humans, mind you, but they've been here a long time. Um, so let's say that Bob the Gray met your great, 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 grandmother removed 20 times great. Okay, so we're talking 5,000, 10,000 years. Okay, so you, so this Gray knows your great grandmother from 10,000 years ago. Well, this same Gray has been abducting your family line till now. So wait a minute now. Now, if reincarnation is real, he's known you or she's known you as a reincarnated soul more than one time. And if it doesn't, then he's known your family line in such an intimate way that you couldn't even understand. But he, the gray, understands your entire being more so than you do because he's watched your whole family line develop. Or she's, I hate saying he because you never know when you're talking about a gray what it actually is. But the, but the gray knows your whole family line intently, intensely. It's a very strange thing. What do you think, Chai? Chai just slapped a great. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I kissed one on the forehead one time. He didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I would have paid money to see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I think everything you said is true. And also, I think that sometimes the sometimes the grays then incarnate in the human suits, too. So if you're part of the long term thing, and you're helping the genetics bend in a certain way and hybridize, then sometimes the ones from up there come in here and come in through the body that way that happens, too. Hmm. Oh, hey, Jay, what's up? Hey, man, you're alive and kicking? What's up? Yeah, Charles. I'm still here. Still Charles on the right Rainier side Brown, of the Jay McNichols. Hello. How do you do? Uh, uh. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written and translated by recognized Japan expert, Dr. Heath Avey. Season one relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. She does she look like a star seed to you? All shiny. I, I think she looks more like a fairy, but we're going to call her fairy. We we can't call a fairy with her name. It doesn't work right. Having more Charles, don't maybe we give you another name. <laughs> I'm already in trouble for giving one of our hosts another name. Um, yeah, that's true. You did rename Sean. Yeah, yeah, he's Jack now, and uh, and now everybody's calling him Jack, including his own fans. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I apologize, man. Uh, we needed. We were doing the new show, and I wanted it to be the Triple J's. So I said, Sean, you're Jack tonight, and it just kind of <laughs> stuck. And now he's Jack. Hey, people, I can't help you. Y'all calling him Jack? Look, I did not do this. Yes. And what do you mean, Denise? Yes, I do have colored eyes. You want to see the, ooh, they're scary looking right now. What do you mean what color they are? You can't. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're watching this on Roku television or YouTube television and you've got 4K, yes, you can see what color they are. Matter of fact, our, our doing that, you can tell me what's in Bob's people. eyeball. You see, Bob has a little pupil right there, but most people can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, there's uh, looks like about twenty one thousand watching us on Roku tonight. Yes, I've been quite impressed. Look, usually it's like three or four hundred people, so I'm actually quite impressed. They came out for charge. That's all. I never know. To be totally honest with you, I never know what guest is gonna um, really on when it comes to Roku. It's it's well, we're getting ready to switch, by the way. So let me say this now, ladies and gentlemen, be before the end of the month, probably within the end of this coming week, we will be switching from Roku to Prime. We want to keep both, but we're going to have to wait and see which one does better. Or if it's up to the host, really, because uh, they, they have to pay for these. So, um, But we took a vote at the last meeting. Everybody would like to be on Prime, so we're going to switch it from Roku to Prime. Well, P Roku has everything on it, and Prime's just Prime. Well, Prime is on Roku, yes. Roku, Roku, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But call also the benefit want. of being on Prime, anybody who, who does a search for UFOs or UFO TV shows on Amazon.com will probably show up. 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, if, if you, if, if, no, no, if you go into Roku search thing, it'll tell you if, if it's on any one of the channels that's on its oh, network. Maybe if you go to their web, if you go to their website, yeah, yeah, they've got, many, well, you got to go to website on the on the well, on the TV on the TV. There's a search thing on the left side, and if you use it, it'll tell you yeah. everything. I use it all the time because sometimes when I'm on Prime or if I'm on Vizio, I can't find what I want, so I go over to Roku and I, well, I got like four TVs in the house, people. And each one seems to have its own network now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> LG has its own. Uh, anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. But I need to drugs the rest of y'all people are on, man. And I don't know why the camera makes guys like this tonight. Don't ask me. Usually it's way over there somewhere. I, I, I don't do these things. Oh, while we're on it, there you go right here. That's the book set the commercial was talking about right here. Let me lift this up. That sets $125. We will be giving it away this Christmas. Uh, we'll be giving away three of them this Christmas. Um, but um, that's what you're talking about. It's 10 books. It's uh, 150 stories. Mm, great artwork, great stories. So that is that is the sci-fi fantasy punk writers, steampunk writers for the next probably three generations are in those books. Yeah, well, everybody who wins at the L. Ron Herbert event at, at Writers of the Future are people who are going to actually turn into something. At least all the ones I've met so far. Yeah, well, you know, there are one-hit wonders, and there are two-hit wonders, and there are people that take 500 million years to get into it. 17,000 words, Mark. That's, that's the biggest it can be, 17,000 words. I've already written something that's already 69,000 words. By the time I finish this thing, it's going to be 200,000 words easy. Yeah. And then my friend, Emily Goodwin, I'm going to mail it to her and say, Emily, here you go, baby. Read this for me. Well, she's an editor. She's the big wig yeah. over at Galaxy Press. How many people have access to the big wig? You know, come on. Not, not many. <laughs> no, fairness, lady Jim, I am picking, but you can. Anybody who's who's writing books, like I said, as long as it stays below seventeen thousand five hundred words, you can submit it. Uh, some PG of the best or better or lower, yeah, or lower. Yes, yeah, no, no, no sex stuff, no blood, no gore, no, no, none of that. It's, um, it's. They're really good. I read the stories. So the last five years, I've been reading the stories, and I've read five years worth of stories before that. So, or no, about seven years worth. They're really good stories. I mean, you're not going to like everyone, but a lot of them are funny, goofy, crazy, stupid. And there's there's no blood and gore. There's no so there's no sex, drugs, or violence, and you can still enjoy it. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. People forget that. I know. I get tired of seeing shit. Look, people, I ain't gonna lie. I get tired of seeing shit get blown up after a while. I turned on something the other night and I said, mm. I looked over, looked back. I said, this is going to be one explosion after another. Ten minutes in, I'm like, all right, 28 explosions, time to move. It's time to go to the next show. Now, I got a rule. Certain things about explosions or <laughs> if in the first 60 seconds, all I see is T and A, I'm usually not going to watch it. There's only been two exceptions to that rule. What do you mean you don't know what T and A is? We'll figure it out because I ain't going to say it. Chiris is in the room. I ain't gonna be, I'm going to be polite and I'd say it. And, um, Really? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Anyway, that's one of the rules, but there's only been two exceptions to that rule. One of them was Alded Carbon uh, because there's so much nudity in there. It's just, you, you can't, you just got to leave that alone. Actually, there's so much nudity in Alden Carbon, it just becomes part of it, which is kind of cool. And then the first year of Expanse, mm, first two episodes was just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh and I usually, usually after that, because I figure if you got to use that as your opening scenes, the movie's going to be crap. 
And uh, but with those two exceptions, I've been right every other time. Uh, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. why they put all the good scenes in the in the trailer. They put like two minutes worth of good stuff in the movie of two hours, and that's the only good two minutes. And you get there, and you're like, oh, what a piece of junk. <laughs> You know, maybe we should do like a Starseed movie. Somebody was asking me the other day. Um, somebody asked me. Matter of fact, when, when I talked to Charles yesterday, it made me think about it. Somebody was asking me the other day, you know, because there's lots of names for different things when it comes to either either being born as a, as a well, I hate to use the word hybrid, but because, you know, technically RH negative people are hybrids and, or a mutant, whichever way you want to look at it, people. Okay, I've seen somebody write that. So, yes, RH negative people can be considered mutants because it is a mutated blood. Uh, just like green eyes and blue eyes and every color eyes but brown is a mutated blood. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, man? There ain't no such thing as a real blonde. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe in this cut, no, I'm just teasing. What are the Scandinavian people, John? Come on, man, get a grip. I was teasing, man. There are actually real blonde blondes, yes. So blind that you're like, wow, get back. You like demons or something. No, they don't look like angels. They look more like demons. But anyway, I don't know how much of the aliens had to do with the RH negative. Um, whatever co- created this mutation, which started a chain of mutations, including the eye colors and hair colors and the way we think, the way we act. <clears throat> Some people think that it activated the reptilian genes in this that brought us more. Uh, help us to fine tune our gifts and abilities. It's 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 uh, it's an argument at best. Well, the, for some reason, the human aliens and I don't know why. Maybe Chiris knows more about this. I, it's sometimes the human aliens get a really good rap, and sometimes they get a really bad one. And, and I'm not sure why. It's like it's like some of them it's, pick their favorites. That's, I think that's the government there on that part. Maybe so. Well, you know, what do you think? I mean, we'll, we'll let the boss lady talk. I mean, I think like everything, they're not all the same. So different ones have different agendas. And also some things that aren't human will put on human form to not freak out the contactees. So it's hard to lump everything, anything together because there are so many different agendas going on. What do you, what do you mean, John? You want me to get naked? Yeah. You want to see my reptilian form? I start looking into the alien question. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a reptilian. I know I have a reptilian brain, but since I've been looking at the alien situation, now I started when I was 11. I'm 56. I'll let the audience do the math on that. My math is horrible. Uh, it's There's flip-flop for the good species and the bad species, whichever one you think is that one way or the other. Uh, so since like the 70s through up to today, the, the grays have been good. They've been bad. They've been good. They've been bad. Same with the Pleiadians. You just pick any one of the four or five that are constantly on the planet uh they've got a bad rep and a good rep depends on your point of view and who you talk to uh so the real data is is locked up in all the black programs that the u.s has and what the russians are keeping from us and what the what the english and the french or any other government that has much more knowledge than a civilian uh the, the story could be quite uh doomsaying for us. I mean, it, they say in the Bible, God, God created us in his, his likeness, which means that we not only do we look like him, but we're like them in the way they respond to things. So just like we have really bad people on the planet and really good people on the planet, all those races have the same exact things. 
we just need to find out what their agendas are so we know which ones to trust and which ones they kick off the planet. Once we can mm -hmm. figure that out and we have the means to do it, I, I think we'll be a lot better off, to be honest with you. Well, history tells us a lot about all of that, but it's um, mm -hmm. it's, but it is about who you want to believe. Do you do you want to believe the human aliens? Do you want to believe the reptilians? Do you want to believe the greys? See, in the beginning, all you ever heard about was the reptilians and humans, and then somewhere along the way, the greys got sent here. More than likely, the light being sent to greys here to keep the other two from getting in a freaking war. Uh, it, it looks like sometimes the reptilians and yeah, humans I, like I, each I other. It's it a looks like sometimes, just like our presidencies. Yeah, well, so yeah, because they they the rumor always was that when the when the light beings came to this galaxy, they found the greys and turned them into what they would call the galactic policemen. Um, they gave them advanced technology, advanced them for something like five hundred million years in just no time at all. Maybe that's why they're so cranky. <laughs> Bob is not cranky. Bob is a grazer. Actually, I'm telling y'all, greys are cool. Once you once you once you get to know them, you don't. Well, no, it's not like they're gonna have a cup of. No, no, you mean like some some Jack? No, they won't drink Jack, but they'll drink Crown Royal. Mm -hmm. they, oh. Crown Royal and strawberry ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's what you, Bob Lazar so, said. Don't hate so you me. Make them, you make them a sidecar with a strawberry ice cream. That'd be kind of cool. Go. There you go. Or a grass <laughs> Crown Royal with a, a Crown Royal float. <laughs> I'm gonna it's, try that. Uh, what do you mean, John? All right, you want to give us a list of names? Not? Okay. Bob Lazar, what do y'all think? What do you think, Charles? Good guy, bad guy, in between guy. He's Bob Lazar. I mean, no, he's the strawberry no. ice cream guy. I mean, come yeah. on. What do you think, Jay? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's Good, a hero of mine. I, I think I, I've watched his story since eighty eight, eighty nine, whenever he first came out on on the the first interview with him. He was not Bob Lazar. He was Doug or something like that. Yeah, and he was, was behind was the thing and stuff. Yeah. A year later, he came out. Yeah, and then a year later he came out the same the same interview, but a little more in depth with the same. Um, and I can't remember the the reporter's name. Uh, however, his story hasn't changed. He hasn't made any profit off. He's actually been arrested several times because of this story. No, that's because he owns um, a brothel. That's why he's been arrested. Well, there's that too, but he also got arrested several times for his rocket cars. <laughs> no, that's true too. He got arrested for those too. Yeah, he, he's on his he's on his street fixing, it, and the cops would harass him for that. So, no, Jimmy, that wasn't a wise tale. He actually owned it. I think he actually still owns it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Nevada. He can own whatever he wants in Nevada. Who cares? Uh, uh, that doesn't his make story has not though. changed at all. And the thing that that blocked it in. Well, Jay, you're being probed, Jay. See, people, this is what you look like when you're being probed. With one of them electric probe sticks, this is what it looks like. It's like. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm blaming all this on Chara. She's a bad influence. Um, well, I guess we guess he'll just come back when he comes back. Meanwhile, we have, we have Jay frozen. Um, that's because he lives in Pennsylvania, people. Mm. Yes. What's it, What's his name's in charge of the internet up there? Bitterman, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, I could. I had to take that shot while I could. Um, I don't. You know, when I would go back and read. It just seems it looks like they've all had their plant change on Earth. And what I mean by that, so you look at some of the Egyptian stuff and some of the Sumerian stuff, you do see these human 
deity guide things that brought certain things to us. But then you see the reptilians, and, and really for the reptilians, the reptilians were pretty well revered until the time of Christ, and then they weren't. And it, it was weird because they were pretty much revered around the world. If you go around the world and look, the, um, in the Mesoamerican world, the reptilians were loved. They were considered the bringers of life. The human deities were the ones that walked in the dark and were evil. There was a lot of that in the European world, in the Roman world, but the, the Middle Eastern world. And then for some reason, we had the change of the guard. Was it the greys that caused it? Was it the reptilians that caused it? Was it something else that caused it? I, I really have no clue, but something made people start thinking differently. Religion's not evil. People are evil. Yeah. It's like when people tell me guns kill people. No, people kill people. Yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. guys. Yeah. Never heard a story of a gun coming, getting, taking no. itself off the shelf. I don't Martha's know in, Martha's in the other room with all 31 rounds, sleeping quite peacefully. She's yeah. not even worried I mean, about what's. When, when the guns start walking out of your closets and your gun lockers and loading themselves and walking down the street and shooting people, then you can panic people. <laughs> it's it's look people it's it's the same thing what, what we were talking about it's just we some things that we're the evil we're the problem not these other things we the people are the problem we need to work on ourselves and, and the world and the bad part was it looked like it looked like for a while there we were headed in the right direction as a planet we were trying to clean up the planet we were trying to end homelessness and feed the hungry which is a lot of hungry people on this planet and for some reason mm -hmm. The 80s happened and it all went to hell. <laughs> well, not even that. So, I mean, Obama was doing good. Trump was doing pretty good. Bush was effing things up a little bit because he had the war going. But the other two presidents, and then we get Uncle Cracker in office. <laughs> and we got two wars going. We got we got wanting to stop using American money. I mean, what the bleep is going Is he an alien? I mean, really? Huh? No, because aliens cannot be that stupid. No, guys, I think I don't know what it is with him. I, he's in, he's. He's an alien. I'm gonna blame it. I'm gonna blame it. We're gonna have Chiris bring the mothership down and remove his ass off the planet and take him away. This needs a couple software upgrades. You know what? That's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. No, actually, no. We're gonna talk about that in a little while. Chiris is well was out um, chasing aliens a couple of months back in in the mud and the slop and the sand and the dust. <laughs> I don't know if she caught it. I actually got some really good pictures. I'll tell you that. Oh, you, you have, you, no, you'd have to talk her into seeing her pictures or go <laughs> subscribe to one of her pages. But um, no, uh, um, they all look like they had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was different. I, I, I talked I talked to a few people I knew that was out there. <clears throat> I guess maybe they all had their stuff together. Maybe that was the difference. When I was talking to Chiris earlier, that, that seemed to be the difference. Um, a few groups had their stuff together and they – yeah, when you go, you bring everything you need. Radical self-reliance is part of the culture, and so mm -hmm. is being off-grid. So it didn't matter that we were stuck because we had everything we needed. So we were, like, sipping champagne in, in the steam room and eating and chilling, and it was fine. But if people came without having their ducks in a row, then they had a harder time. And also, I think some of it was luck of the draw. I think that, like, the thing about that experience is it's highly transformational. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get squished somehow and that's part of it like that's what changes you and that's why people go part partially so it was just a different kind of wild card thrown in this year it always it's kind of a simulation out there though you can kind of feel it so i think that we just got another another strike of the keys sent at us this year to see what would happen well i was telling charles earlier they need to bring a fan boat out there if this is going to become a regular rain event 
Yeah, I mean, fan boats. They won't have no problems at all going and coming. Fan boats are cool. They're loud, but they're very yes, cool. they are. But they'll go over any 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 damn terrain. What do you mean? You, you're talking about Burnman? You know, Burnman's been going on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they go. I was telling her earlier about somebody riding one down the street. Burning Man over the years, I've 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 gotten reports out of I've actually got abduction reports out of Burning Man, and I've got uh, sighting reports out of Burning. But it's different years and it varies immensely. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot more people there than y'all think there is. And um, eighty thousand. Yeah, see, see, yeah, it, it is a city. It's actually yeah. bigger than a lot of small cities. Yeah. Um, well, no, they, they, they got, I mean, everybody's going out to have fun, but we do get, we get, this year I didn't get any. Um, last year, I don't think I got any. It's a great place. It's such an easy place. I mean, I've talked about that with people I know, and I, it, even people who aren't in the contactee or abductee world at all say, yeah, I think I've maybe met an alien out there or seen an alien out there yeah, because anything goes and it's so absurd and crazy that your mental walls are just down. So a lot of weird experimentation can happen, I think, for lots of different beings. There's a lot of spirit activity out there. I definitely think that it would be super easy for things just flying. There's a really intricate drone show that gets more and more intense every year. And so, you know, who knows? But I Well, that'd be an easy place to mix, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pop on a human suit and go. No, it's not a human suit. It's like a... It's, well, it depends what, what alien we're talking about. Most of them are just used as it's an energy they just put out to wherever they're at. Usually for a few square miles, you see them, even though they probably even haven't physically changed, you just see them as that. But there are some that have the ability. Some of them have, I guess, I don't want to call them outfits, but it's, um, I guess it's an energy field that changes around. Well, they don't physically change either. The only, only alien I've ever heard that actually physically changes its form is the light beams, but that's because they're plasma or something. They're not, they're not skin aliens like we are. But all the rest of them, it's it's some kind of the, gimmick the or something that, else. talks about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Those are strange. Uh, you mean if an alien walked up to me? Well, okay. Clarify that question because... So... Some aliens, you, they can't, you can't distinguish them from us. Well, that's true too. But we were in Pensacola, Florida. Um, actually, we were in Navarre Beach, Florida, near Eglin Air Force Base, and there was a bunch of us. It was about fifteen of us. There's a group of guys and a group of girls, and for some reason, we got this crazy idea, and we packed into two vehicles, and we went down there. Uh, one one F one fifty truck and a thing of Mustang. We all go down there. So we get down there. And it's and this is just intensely weird. From the time we left the house until the time we got back, the fog bank was so hot bad. If you got out the vehicle and you looked, you couldn't see more than maybe three, four feet. So we're all walking along. So this this is right. I said this is in in Gulf Breeze, Florida, right next to the Eglin Air Force Base. We're walking to these casebo things. Now you can't see them, but we knew they were there. So we're walking along, minding our own business, walking along, walking along. And I hear the girls up front say something. They kept hearing something behind us and. But it wasn't us because we were too far back. And uh, so somebody said something about a footprint, and we sped up a little bit. And as we sped up, you could see these prints. They were about these long, and they were appearing in front of us in the sand. But there was nothing there. And there was like three or four rows of them. So obviously, there was two or three things walking there. But you couldn't see anything. And we were close enough that if there would have been something there, you would have seen it. Or 
So I, I got this stupid idea. I wanted to go touch it. And the next thing I know, we're actually at the gazebo. I guess we were just walking at a, a, a fast clip, but we'll just let that slide. And we're actually at the gazebo all sitting around. And there's fog everywhere, but there's no fog inside the gazebo. None. Mm. Wow. Just none at all. It's not even coming in. Now, this is a big open gazebo. You know, there should be fog in there, but there's none. And I still remember Mike. Mike had come down from, uh, this is right after Katrina, because Mike had just come down from uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, to come work with us, uh, restoring homes. And I, and I still remember he, did, he had a cigarette in his mouth. He just stood up, just, just stood straight up, and the cigarette just flipped out of his mouth, and I was watching it go down as he looked over. Don't know what it is still. We're going to just call it a gray or something. Came down from the pole because these things were vaulted up like this. Came down from the pole, came straight down the side of the thing, and just kind of took a look at everybody. Now, remember, there's 15 of us. There's at least at least 20 cameras with us. Not even even thought about picking up a damn camera, not one person. Um it just kind of stood there and looked at us and then started walking away. And as it walked away, the sidewalk just lit up in the white. It looked like it was just a white rectangular thing where he just walked in like he was walking downstairs. I have no idea what he was doing. But everybody saw it. It was clear as day. So the question really was, is, did we really see it? Or what happened between the time we seen the footprints and the time he walked away? So more than likely, they were taken at the footprints and put back at the gazebo. Mm-hmm. So the real thing is what was going on in between. Mm-hmm. For some reason, nobody wanted to be hypnotized. No, including myself. I didn't want to be hypnotized. I was like, no. Uh, I still to this day, I'm like, nope, that's okay. Don't want to know. It's one of those things I don't want to know about. But there's so much weird stuff that happens in those areas up there. It's just freaky. I should drag tires down there and let it just beam out. I'd go. Why not? It's it's you know it's 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 not a creepy feel, but it's a weird feel. I mean, you can sense it as soon as you get up in that area. You just you just sense it now. Now it's not it's not as as crazy as it used to be. It's it seems like they've kind of moved. It's it's hard to explain. It's but we've been tracking on and off in these different hot spots, and sometimes they feel like they just move. Maybe it's because too many people get to know where they're at, or maybe it's just time to move on to the next collection point. Because uh, Golf Breeze is definitely a collection point. I mean, we have seen them, not just us. I mean, we have seen with several groups of people being taken. Uh, that's why that's where they got the surfing aliens from. We watched all them things sliding up on the beach, uh, taking people. And, you know, think about this. So there's four of us sitting in these chairs under this tent. And when we seen these, we seen we first looked like little white lights sitting on the surf. And it was headed towards the beach. I'm like, what the hell is that? Gets to the beach. Now, there's people lying all around us on the beach. This is this is right near a big set of condos. Yeah. There's like three huge condo sets there, probably, probably you know, eight or 10,000 people in those condos. There's a bunch of people on the beach. I would tell you there's 50 or 60 people around us. They come in, and when you next time you look, there's nothing there but us. And I still remember my stepdaughter goes, what the? And I was like, I don't know what. So was this just to let us see it is really the question. Because we didn't take it. They didn't take us. Uh, we watched it until they brought it back, which was about 530 in the morning. It was, it was a teaser. <clears throat> it was a big abduction, too. And it's not the first time we've run across one. Um, well, I got pissed one night and said, I ain't doing this anymore. That's where that song that's that's when I was talking about in that song. 
And because I had enough of it, I was like, this is enough of this bullshit. And I said, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to look anymore. I'm not going to look for anything. I'm just like the hell with this. I'm going to go home and eat ice cream. And uh, it seems like, I guess they pay attention sometimes. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> no, man. I want some chocolate, man, with some vanilla. I don't know. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. I'll eat any damn ice cream. <laughs> as long as it's good, I'm, I'm good. Uh, as long as it isn't mint chocolate chip. <laughs> 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 uh, mint I can do. I can't do peppermint, but I can do mint. Um, no, people stop. We ain't getting on ice cream. No, let's not even go there. Let's go back. Let's go back to the alien. So, so tell me about this book again before we go back to talking about what was going out there in the sticks. I know you said second book. <laughs> oh, that's my book. Oh, yeah, the Starsky trilogy. So, um, we're talking about his, that's for sure. <laughs> that's the, really good. The, the, so, they're basically a documentation of my contact experience. I didn't realize that I was a contactee until I had a really intense experience under a big ship, and then everything started coming back. And I confirmed with my parents about my childhood memories and they were like, yes, that all that stuff happened. But the thing about being a contactee and also just paranormal stuff in general is that a lot of times people just don't want to talk about it. It makes them uncomfortable. And when I was writing the first Darcy book, I had this unofficial poll going on and I would just ask everyone I met, hey, have you ever seen a UFO? And there were three responses I would get. And I don't know, I probably asked this to a couple, few hundred people. It wasn't all that many, but it was a good time. And the absolute least common of the three, this was only a very small percentage of people would say, nope, never seen it. And you could just tell, not it. Absolutely not. And I'd say, okay, like, again, I don't like to fight. I don't need to convince anyone of anything. I'm, I'm good, move on. Slightly more common, but still a pretty small percentage, were people who would say, yes, oh my gosh, and they would often get the wild eyes and they would tell you some experience they had and they were so glad that someone was asking them about it so they could talk about it. So that happened a few times. Those are the people you're likely to find more at the conferences and stuff. And then the overwhelming majority of responses was people would go, no. I don't think so. You could see them kind of analyzing the document, right, in their brain. I don't think so. It's okay. We'd move on. And then anywhere from a minute or two to a half hour or so later, they would go, wait, and whatever we were talking about would stop. And then they would say some really crazy, intense UFO story. And often they would be able to corroborate it with somebody else. You'd be like, oh yeah, such and such was there, weren't you? And he would go, oh yeah, I was there that day at the high school when it was 4th of July and there was a big triangular craft hanging out over the bleachers. Everybody was there. So common. But as you can see, it, it goes in the shit I don't understand drawer. So people <laughs> just put it in there and don't ever talk about it. Unless yeah, it comes up that. and takes them a while to access it. So it happens more commonly than we think. But again, it's like a lot of intuitive stuff or multidimensional stuff. If you don't have any use for it, you're not going to keep it top of mind. So unless you have some kind of calling to pay attention to it or activation from it activates like your curiosity it's not going to be something that you bring up and also people don't want to look crazy usually. i mean that ship has sailed with us but um basically a lot of people are not going to say anything because they don't want to get ostracized by their friends or get fired from their job or whatever it may be oh that's true though you know you talk about it too much people will be like wait what 
it's a, it's it's like who what aliens did you see what really aliens aren't real people <clears throat> yeah. i don't believe in aliens no I, I can honestly sit here and say i don't believe in aliens mm-hmm. i don't really I, I, what do you mean no i, I don't believe too. in them i don't believe because there's a difference between believing and knowing people that's just as simple as it gets no okay what do you mean it wouldn't matter if i'd seen one or not at this point i have seen enough evidence to know that they're real uh that there's something visiting our planet i've seen enough evidence close up to know that they're real and visiting our planet not including I don't. I have to ask Marky, but last time I checked, he said we had over ninety thousand. I think he said ninety nine thousand cases locked away now. Well, that's wow. that's over forty years, but it's just a lot of cases. And um, but that's you see, you got to remember that's not all of them. That's the ones that we consider that are, are cases that are useful or that we consider real. Well, no, not all the ninety nine thousand we consider real. We consider some of them to be useful for other reasons, but probably at least eighty thousand we would consider to be real cases. And uh, no, because they meet the criteria that we have set forward for real cases. Well, only ever half of it's ever been made public. That's why you hear me talk sometimes. I'll just stop and, and somebody can't talk about that because I've talked. Because I get that's why I have directors that work with me just in case. So I'll not talk about I Look, I tell y'all all the abduction criteria was up to me. I really would. I remember when DeAndre was still alive, she called me one night. She goes, I was listening to that bleeping, bleeping, bleeping show, bleeping Joe. She said, I'm going to do my job. He gave out entirely to information, and she tore my ass up, man. Give God rest her soul. She did, too. She said, I'm your national <laughs> director. Uh, I, I'm the one you said. If something's going awry, you call. I'm calling. And she did. She tore me up. I was like, but deep people need to know. That's the only way we're going to find out. She said, they don't need to know all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking about all kinds of stuff, too. So I was like, oh, well, they, they eventually need to know all of the information. They do need to know. We, do, we all need to know the, the full information. And honestly some of the information once we get it all out um <clears throat> it's going to anger probably 90 percent of the uh u.s citizenship maybe even the 90 percent of the planet um well, there's some pretty heinous good. stuff that's been going on with this thing since before the world wars <clears throat> so let's see uh what's that lazarus so lazarus is right now this is directed at all of us but he said i'm gonna ask Charles first he said where where do you think he said actually what he said was if if the world was to get into a bad war, do you think the extraterrestrials would intervene or step in? I think it depends on if we were using nuclear energy or not. That's when they came forward in the world wars. Once we start using nuclear, they're like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, you need to calm down. But if we're just little kids hitting each other on the playground, they're like, ah, do it. That's what I think. What about what do you think, Jay? Jay? I agree. I think maybe at the at the very least, maybe some very serious chemical and or other non-nuclear type devices that that are you know very devastating, like neutron bombs that will kill a whole city and you know some biologicals and whatnot. Uh, but barring that, yeah, if we're just you know slinging bullets, they're gonna just they're gonna film it just like they did all the dinosaurs. So yeah, I look at it differently we'll see you later because- on. <laughs> If, if I, I look at it like this. If we wipe ourselves out, they get a free planet. There's a cosmos full of, of aliens they, they out there. Some, yeah. Well, think of it this way. There's a, there's a cosmos full of aliens, and some of them may have less, lost their planets in disasters or stars going up in their thing. Well, here's a perfectly good one. If these stupid humans don't want it, we'll just let them wipe themselves out, and then we'll clean up the planet and give it to somebody else. I mean, it always worries them a little bit. Been- 
What was that, baby? Go ahead. Isn't Zeta that how we got here to begin yeah, with? That is, that is Zeta 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 Zeta. Zeta. They've lost their lead. That was good, Charles. That was good. Oh, so that's not even a good thing that she hit it on the day. That's how we got here. Uh, and for, for uh, an example of some of the aliens. That... And, and here's a good example for, for some of the aliens who've lost their planets. Uh, and maybe it's due to their own overzealousness or overmining, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the Zeta Reticulans allegedly had control of like three to five planets in their two solar systems. It, it's a it's actually a, a trinary system, but they lived only on two of the planets or two of the stars and a few planets in those two stars, but they allegedly lost their planets thousands of years ago and they've been fighting to get planets ever since. And that, that doesn't, you know, make me think there are a whole lot of friendly little fluffy guys, you know? Yeah. So many different kinds. And isn't it the Mintakans that planet was gone? I mean, I know I've heard of planets also going just because they were at the end of their life cycle. Like the yeah, planet that just too. got old and died. And then the, yeah, but smarter. I, th I think the Zeta Reticulans, their planets didn't, didn't, they wouldn't, they weren't killed off by natural, you know, the end of this planet's natural mm -hmm. life. It's due to them being over and you know, just re using all the resources and, and I guess being uh, irresponsible with it. Like they, t they tell us to be responsible with our planet, you know, make it better, you know, don't do what you're doing. Yeah, Yet I was watching the that, other night yeah. and I, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Huh? Well, I was just saying, think about that. They want us to behave and take care of things, but I mean, why don't they? Why didn't they tell us about the asteroid belt? I mean, there's enough minerals in it. We don't even have to fight about minerals anymore in this planet. I mean, come on, there's one asteroid worth more than yeah. everything on this planet combined. We don't have to fight planet. about anything on this well, planet. Well, you got a good valid point there. Thing. You got a valid point. You know, I've talked about we, this. We a might long have to fight to get time. it back from their clutches, but but the, but the, but the fact is, is that they they do have they have. They have needs. They have resources they need as well, and they probably are already mining our asteroid belt. So <laughs> um, they could be. You know, they could uh, be. The best thing that we can do is try to either be friends with the good ones and try to get our planet back, or you know, they're going to come get us eventually. One one of the sides is going to win, and if it's the bad guys, that's not good for us. Well, I don't think we got to worry about them fighting too much more. I just think it's it's just. You know, whatever the rules are for can you what what's considered ours? So what do we own in this solar system? Do, is the whole solar system ours because this is where our planet is yeah. and we're the only intelligent life, or is it not? Does it belong to the cosmos? Is is our planet inside of the galactic communities where the where the the actual community is? Is it there? I mean, we're way out of spiral arm. We might be out here on our own, and uh, that's why the aliens come in. And then again, yeah, it simply could be. Because we're not from the Milky Way, we're from Sagittarius, and that's why they're here. So, wait, let's check these weirdos out from a different galaxy. Oh, my God, let's go see aliens from a different galaxy. We're probably like a freaking museum. Oh, no, like a zoo. Oh, yeah, I think we're that. like a Petri dish incubator. <laughs> I mean, we're still, the, the human the the human and the Earth project is still definitely underway. Like, yes. we have to take the long, 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 long view. And I think it's interesting because I don't think that we're necessarily off track all that much. I think that if you're looking at this in hundreds of thousands, thousands, thousands of years, I don't know. I don't think it's all so cut and dry. And however much we can have in our human brain i think that the game is much bigger than that and much longer than that so i don't necessarily think that taking out the dinosaurs was off the track that might have well, been I, I think it was planned mm. and who knows if it was an asteroid or something else that just hit oh, yeah. the planet yeah 
Well, recently they've been throwing some dirt on the asteroid theory. Yeah, so we were we'll talking about that a few shows back. Yeah, they they're they're kind of. Yeah, they're I, I threw out looking. the idea. What if maybe that asteroid when it did fall, it had it had biology on it that caused you know a virus or some kind of global pandemic after the you know explosion, you know years and months later. Well, now they're saying it wasn't big enough to kill all the stuff in the sea. It was big enough to kill everything on land, mostly, unless it, it, they found habitats. But, yeah. um, but they don't think it was big enough to kill everything in the sea. So they're a little confused. There should be more prehistoric sea animals, and there's not. So they're they're kind of a little confused by that. And a couple other things are confused. But well, it's like we all originally came from Africa. Now they don't know where the hell we came from. I'm like, just pick a spot, people. I yeah. said the world's not going to get it. all angry. Theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Well, people want to get angry when you change stuff. Well, sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we make boo-boos. And uh, I have no problem with, with everyone coming from Africa. The only problem I've ever had that there was only two parents. I said, genetically, that doesn't work. We know, thanks to gene, the gene research that we all know about these days, it takes a minimum of 3,600 to create a population this size, a healthy population. What I mean by that, Johnny, I've seen a smart-ass comment, because if the population is too small, it inbreeds. And there may be a lot of brilliant people, but there may also be a lot of retarded people, a lot of handicapped people, a lot of problems that you want you don't want in your society. So the, the bigger the expanse, the less likely you're going to have those problems, the healthier your population is. Also, you never know which one of us is going to invent the cure for cancer or, mm-hmm. or, like, or who's going to be the next Elon Musk. Do y'all realize, ladies and gentlemen, that Elon has landed more rockets than all the entire space programs put together in the entire existence of space programs. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, come on. Uh, he is, he has made, including, including probably all science. science fiction too. I would think Yeah, he is not only is he embarrassing the Russians and Chinese and Indians, but he's even embarrassing us. I mean, he is just, <clears throat> he, he had his 200th landing the other day. Or at 200. least NASA. So the Chinese said the other day that because he was landing at 200, he said there'll probably be 10 years before they can land one. Jesus, but then he'll be living on Mars, man. <laughs> he worries me, though. He does. When I talk about him a lot of times, I think about that stupid Moonraker um, TV show, the, uh, the James Bond one, where the guy, movie. you know, Drax. Yeah, he, Bond movie. He, he, wants, he wants to perfect race. I'm always worried Elon might go to Mars and build something around Mars. They don't come here, stupid humans, or else he might want all black-haired people though, instead of blonde-haired people. There's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out if Elon is going to be Drax. If he's got that guy with the metal teeth as a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, Jaws. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I really, it's... yeah. So, Cindy, to answer your question, and anybody who, so after the first five years of the colony of Mars, anybody will be able to go. And it's going to be a two-year wait list to get back. So originally it was going to be a one-way ticket. Now it's not. So his his idea is to start having 10 launches at, at a time, and then it's constantly going back and forth to Mars all the time. So if you're on Mars and you want to come home, you can. If you're here and you want to go, you can. He, and remember – they got to have the guy who's going to fix the toilet. You're going to have to have the guy who's going to fix the electrical. These high-dollar scientists ain't going to be doing all of that. you got to have the people who are going to cook for you every day. Mm-hmm. you got to have the people who's going to make sure you're spiritually enlightened. All of these people will have to be there. How long think. are they saying the trip will be from one person? Um, last I heard was six months, but Elon said before he's they go to probably weeks. Yeah, now he's saying it's going to probably be eight weeks. 
And uh, so he's they're changing it. They got some new rocket engines coming out, some other stuff coming out. Um, so the, the more they look at this, the faster we get there. And they want to do it soon because we got a good couple of epigees coming up to connect with Mars. So that they really want to get going. And he wants to live there. He wants to take him and some of his kids. He wants to have another 10 kids. That'll give him a total of 20 kids. He wants to build an empire on Mars. I know what he's doing. Wow. I mean, he's going to have his own empire. He's going to be the next whoever, man. Alexander the Great. Well, no, he ended badly, so we won't use him. <laughs> Is there any 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 of these people that didn't yeah. end badly? Let's think Not about a, it. Not a good example. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's right. So you'll be able to go. Uh, you'll be plenty young enough to go. Uh, there'll be, I mean, there'll be lots of openings for people who just want to go, and there'll be lots of things to do. Like I said, they're going to need something for everybody, you know. And I would imagine if you're going to be somebody who's going to go live off world, your spiritual for your spirituality connected with the universe is probably going to be higher than the average person. Um, maybe not. I could be wrong. I say we send chars for sure. Yeah. I'd go temporarily. I do love Earth. Though. I would love we to go. So well, we need somebody to keep an eye on Elon. <laughs> well, we, we just need you to keep an eye on Elon for a while. <laughs> just keep an eye on his ass. No, people. Elon. Two Elon, eyes. <laughs> well, he's got all that neuro stuff now. He's going to hook into your brain. Oh, that's a question, Charles. Would you let him put something in your brain? No, I don't think I would get any influence <laughs> this lifetime. I don't think so. It freaks me uh, out. Yes, yeah, so, uh, it's... Well, so they, they what they're trying to do over Mars is everything will be connected. So when you're walking around doing everything, everything's working off that chip. Uh, you walk into your house, the lights come on. Just When you're just thinking about it, you don't have to do anything else. I do like the idea that you don't need stairs on Mars. You can jump from level to level to level. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's space that you can use for something else. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't, we'll, we'll have her back to talk about experiences. We weren't really talking about experiences tonight. We were just kind of chit-chatting about different things. And why the government, even with this big, big movement, still can't seem to get to the truth. Yeah, because right. then they wouldn't sell more episodes. The whole point <laughs> is to get people to keep tuning in. I mean, <laughs> told you everything. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Let me. This is a good question right here. What do you think, Chad? Do you think that let's let's say the people holding this, the everyday American people who are holding this court, Congress. Do you think if they were given the truth that they would know what to do with it? Know what to do with it. I mean, no. I don't know. Which agenda are they working under? Mm. Like, I, I don't think there is much to do with it. And that's the interesting thing, like you were saying earlier, Joe, with being regressed. And when I was re- when I was the state rep for ICAR back in the day, and people would say, hey, I want to get regressed, but I'm scared. And I'd be like, well, I mean, you're okay. That next morning you got up and had your coffee and your Wheaties, like you survived it. Like there's no reason to be afraid of just knowing what happened. And so again, does it really matter if people know or not? Because this is such a long game. Like we're talking generations and generations and generations. Generations. Yes, it is. I think if people want to know, then they should know. But it's like the whole contactee thing. It's way more common because most people just don't care. Most people are just like, yeah, I don't want to know if ETs have been abducting me and my family for the last 12 generations. No, like I just want to go to work and come home and eat dinner and chill, you know. So I think it will probably still be like that. Yeah, and we can all hope too. Uh, What do you mean, Jolene? Jolene. What do you like, Jolene, like in the song, Jolene? 
I mean, is that your real name? Because y'all go on my messenger, and y'all don't always use your real name. Y'all use some bullshit name. I've seen y'all make Facebook accounts just so you can have some stupid name. Don't even try to pull that crap with me. So anyway, what's, what's, what's your question? What should you do if you think you've been abducted? Now, all right, what do you mean? Do you think How you've been abducted? Do you think you've been contacted? Uh, if you're looking for help, any, anybody you see here you can talk to, um, Yvonne Smith. Okay, there's a few good people out there. You can write to me at icarcox.net and I'll give you some people. But where are you? You're on the East Coast? Well, just write to Charis. She's on the East Coast. Well, sometimes so, sometimes she's on the West Coast, so you got to watch her. Uh, she she likes to move around like she doesn't like to hold still much. <laughs> she's like she's like my well, you know what? Most contactees don't like to sit still. It's a thing. Maybe it's because they know they're coming for them. Maybe it's just a thing from being a contactee. Maybe it's just part of life. But no, antsy is not a good word. Most of the contactees I know aren't antsy. Uh, but they do like to move around a lot. They like to go. Well, and it's just the way the cookie things. crumbles. Like things call you in different spots. And so you go if you can. And then, yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily plan on being nomadic for so long. It just kind of, oh, now I need to go over here and I need to go over there for a job or to visit or, you know, whatever it may be. So it ends up being that way. Yeah. Well, it's good to move around people. Well, I, I, you know, I travel a lot. I haven't traveled as much this year as I usually do, but I still travel a lot. Um, well, let's see, where was it this year? DC, New York, LA, and uh, and then local places. I, no, I haven't been driving as much as I usually do. Usually I get out and about, but last year, yeah, we were in Utah for Fanex, and then we were in um, Atlanta for 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 Dragon Con, and then I was in uh, well, I was in Los Angeles for Writers of the Future, DC, and, and New York are for documentaries they're doing on me. Oh, you want to come with me and say hi to Chiron? Come say hi to Chiron. Come say hi to Say I love you, Chiron. What you doing? So cute. Say I'm just a baby, huh? Here's Adnan. I mean, you might not be able to see him. He's lurking in the shadows. Yeah, what you doing? What you doing, cat food? Well, yeah, I got the main light down and he's all black mostly so he, he doesn't photo well <laughs> yeah. okay, but she, she, she weirds people out when she's not got clothes on she'll be laying up on my shoulder sleeping people don't notice it when i'm on air and all of a sudden she'll cut her eye you just see the white yeah, and like, what is that is that tell him what is that huh and she's the alien hunter in case you don't know she hunts aliens yes she does she she thinks she's an alien she puts her hoodie on and she goes after the little asses <laughs> Yeah, she got a hoodie on this outfit. Oh, but she got to get out because I see her sister just came in. Oh, no. If she thinks there's anything in my house, it doesn't alien or not. It doesn't matter what the hell it is. Her and her sister will bark you. It, they'll leave just so they'll, they'll shut up. Yeah, even a burglar coming in, they would leave just to make them shut up. Oh, no, they're quiet. Like when they're on the radio, they know when I'm on the radio. Yeah, no, they. She, she comes in. Usually she comes in halfway through the show. She's a little late tonight, late tonight, but. Usually she likes to come in halfway in the show, come give daddy a lick in the nose or something and, and tell everybody hi. She's she likes she wants to be famous. Say, my name is Lola and I want to be famous, huh? Say I want to be famous. But anyway, you gotta get down, sweetheart. Come on, hop down. Go see your, your sister. Go see your sister. There you go. Go go. I want well, she to does see not want to get down. <laughs> oh no, she'll go. She was she was going to sleep. She was she was ready to hang out. Uh Kirk, we ain't got that much time, but what what? 
Um, I do have a thought on that question about the abduction. Yeah. If you think you've been abducted, record everything. If there are any marks on your body, take pictures of them. Whatever you possibly can remember, write it down mm -hmm. or voice note it or video it as soon as you remember, because things will get blurrier over time. Yes, they so, will. And you want to make sure you have, if there's anything physical, if there's any sign left that's in the physical realm, photograph it so that you can store this and check back over time. Yeah, yeah she's right. And you should write down any memories immediately because it's it's not just that they'll fade they'll they'll get contaminated a lot of times mm -hmm. especially if you go around listening to radio him. shows or something like that you know I, I remember a lady who was listening to me talk about a, another lady who'd been abducted in in australia and a couple of weeks later her and i were talking and she got to talking and i said you're overlaying one over the other she said what do you mean i said here i've got your abduction in front of me and i started reading it back to her and she's like oh shit I said, wow. they, I said, you got to pay attention. They'll get, you'll get contaminated without realizing it. Mm -hmm. I said, um, I said, you know, when you, when you things go a long time and then when you make them realize like Mr. Abductee there, Mrs. Abductee there, next time you feel something weird going on, ask to remember. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you now, they're not going to give you a hundred percent. You get up to charges range. They might give you a hundred percent, but, and even then there's still, even even her who's been doing this a long time, they're going to give her a hundred percent, but some things they're just going to say, no, you yeah. can, she can be the same way we are getting 5% or this, that, or the other mm -hmm. thing. But it's when they know, you know, it's different. But you, you got to learn how to chill out your nervous system, like learn how to regulate your nervous system. Because yes. when you feel them start to come around and you feel yourself get all like your nervous system, get all freaked out. It means you're going to be less likely to remember. And if you super freak out, they'll just tranquilize you. And you won't remember anything. You won't remember so anything. So be cool. Like, be chill. That's well, true because, I mean, you know, people just get, you know. <laughs> well, 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 Mark, to be honest with you, you're a big boy. I know how big you are. You were like, what, six, six, two, six, three, about 300 pounds. The thing of it is, is even a gray, even a little three-foot gray, you get angry with him. He's going to toss you around like you're a freaking pancake. Or just touch you and you freeze and you can't move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're way stronger than they look. Like they got weaponry that and 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 they have so much mental power that so much of what they do, people think they're using equipment, but a lot of times they're just simply using thought, and they they just lock you in place. And you're like, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, the grays are weird. The rep, you know, when I first got in this field, I thought. The grays work for the reptilians and the humans, and that they were doing this work for the reptilians and humans, and the humans and reptilians were doing a matter most of abductions. After a little research, I realized way back in the day that the um, reptilians and humans were doing the majority of abductions, but there was no grays. When the grays got here, it seemed like they started taking over about about sixty percent, maybe maybe fifty, about sixty percent of the abductions, and the other ones were left for the reptilians and humans, which was I thought was kind of strange. Well, in a couple of abduction cases, I've had people tell me when the gray walks into the room and room and there's a reptilian human, we're talking about a three-foot gray, not even a big gray, because grays get bigger than that. Uh, a lot of times that the reptilian or the human will mm -hmm. look away or look down. Hmm. So that's a sign of respect and fear, hmm. which suggests that this little gray could take out this big 700-pound reptilian who's almost eight and a half foot tall like he's nothing. And remember, humans aren't little either. I mean, see, that's the difference. The human aliens have a, a longer head than we do. It's it's not wider. It's longer. It's like comes back here. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at them face on, you can't tell. But be, they are bigger than we are. You know, they're probably in the seven. Well, they're probably in the eight-foot range, seven to eight-foot range. 
easily four or five hundred pounds. But the problem is, you, you hear four or five hundred pounds, you think, "Oh, fat." But no, they look they're cut. They're it's the weight for their body. I mean, because of their height. And more than likely, where they come from is a different environment, different type of gravity than what we have here. I'm pretty sure. Density of atmosphere and gravity. And such. I'm pretty sure all three races come from a heavier world gravity than we do, uh, mainly because the way they just toss stuff around on a planet, unless it's uh, unless it's uh, mentally or equipmentally assist, it's hard to tell. It's, it's we don't get that kind of information always. But uh, what do you mean? Why it, it would they want to take? Could be a combination of any of those three things. They mean, what do, you, what do you mean? Why do they want to take charge? No, 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 no. Oh, she is good looking, but that has nothing to do with why they're taking her. So they started taking her pre-birth when she's just a little ugly thing in her in her mama's womb. And then after she was born, they checked on her a few times. And as things went on, they checked on her. And she, she's a baby. She was probably introduced. And kids look at this differently than adults do. If you catch up kids when they're young and talk to yeah. them, they'll, 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 they'll express them as friends. I'm a bug-eyed friend. I'm a reptilian friend. They don't have fear of them. Yeah. Fear doesn't come until puberty. And that's when they're probably the nasty experience come. But those only last six to eight years. And that, when I say that, it's not like it's every day, six to eight years. But in that, excuse me, in that span, there may be uh, some things that are unpleasurable. And it's mainly because of what they're doing. But by saying that, and don't take this wrong, humans. Um, we do it every day. We tag animals every day. And not only we don't even, we're not even as nice as the grazer. We get in a helicopter, running a bear down. Oh, let me see if I can hear me in the ass. Oh, look, I got, I mean, come on. I mean, as far as I know, the grazers aren't doing that. <laughs> what I can recall when I've been regressed and then when I started uh, to remember. There are some that do. Go ahead. What, what Joe was saying about, about shooting the bears. Um, and I forget the gentleman's name. I was just watching his videos the other day, uh, and he's talking about the tall whites. And I'm, I'm not sure if he's talking about Arcturians or or maybe Pleiadians. He doesn't say specifically, but they were amazed with us because he interacted with them on what he called Area 53 in in Nevada. Yeah, John's uh, He said that they they said to him that they were amazed that we play with our animals. We do things with our animals. We we use them for 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 work. We use them for pets. We use them for food. <clears throat> And he said that most of the, the higher races like themselves, when they got to a certain level, they killed off all the animals. Yet they're also telling us to, you know, save our planet and do better things and pre pre preserve things. It's kind of strange. I don't understand why a higher intelligent creature would destroy all the lesser intelligent creatures on their planet. It makes no sense to me. But th this guy seems legit and he seems to really believe what they told him. Okay. So um, well, I mean, may, may, well, maybe it was like Corazon. They might be like that. I would imagine Corazon had killed at one time had killed all the animals because it was just one planet full of it was just a, but when I heard about the council city it's it's like four or five times the size uh, of our world well actually it's probably closer to the size of Jupiter and it's a water world basically with a big basic oh look at this we got up here oh look at this oh, we all got black animals that's cool <laughs> <laughs> Look at that big I've got cat. two black kitty cats. Yeah, you got to stay away from my dog. You, you'll eat my dog. Two of them. She's, she's pretty. looks big, too. Yeah, he's big. Oh, he's a big what? boy. 18 pounds. He's today. 18 pounds? 13. Yeah, the other, I have another one. She's bigger. Yeah. 
the yeah. big boy. What you doing, big boy? He said, yeah, mama, love me, mom. I love you too, mama. Look at He's like, yeah, I love mama. <laughs> He's loving the mama. Um, I don't know, Jenny. It's 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 all kind of scary. It's all kind of exciting. It's all kind of exhilarating. It's all kind of scary. It's not well for us. And most excuse me for us and most people over twenty eight. Um, it's 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 a different thing. The it there's no more the stupid experiments. Mm-hmm. The the breeding experiments are done with if that's what you're involved with. All of that's gone now. Now you're either part of the program and want to work with the program or you're probably just retired and they wait for you to have children and then they pick up your children. Well, they don't, they don't abduct everybody for life. They, they take you pre-birth and a yeah, lot of people will be abducted all their life. They will still keep an eye on you. Yeah. Uh, well, in case they have kids or something like that or if an ability just develops. Well, they're waiting for the next, I guess the next evolution of man is what they're waiting for. Um, you know, the RH negative and, and the icon all was yeah. the, was the last we, we revolution. Talked about that ago, Joe. So I'm saying that was the last revolution uh, for us. Now this is another one coming. What, what do you mean? Well, no, uh, RH negative people are different than RH positive people. They are, and they have different types of personalities and stuff. What do you mean? Are they smarter, better, or brighter? No, that's a, that's a wives tale. Um, the, that is true. The majority of our mints and members are RH negative, but that's just because they went and took the test. Not everybody's taking the test. It's a pain in the ass test. I took it twice in school. Yes. And yeah. they actually, it's a pain in the ass test. Well, I took it because when I took the ASVAB for the Navy, uh, one I was being given. Mm, yeah, I did pretty good on it. One, 160 overall, I think it was 169. Um, but let me explain to you about that. People tell me all the time about these big IQs. Big IQ don't mean squat. It, if if you use it, it does. But if you don't use it, it don't mean squat. Uh, it's no better than any other IQ if you're not yeah. putting it to use. Intelligence and you still have to. Isn't a measure of how smart you are. It's a measure. It's a, well, the, the the actual quotient for the one I'm on is I'm on 186, but it's not a quite. It's not a question of how smart you are with the number. It's a question of how well you use the smarts you got. And when I was tested at 186, I was in the sixth grade. I was eight years old. And they said that I had working knowledge of a graduating high school senior. So we're talking, a, 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 you know, an eight-year-old kid that has knowledge of a, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid who's just about to graduate high school. That's That's how that works. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, I've got the answers to the universe. Just means. Means I use my information better than most. Oh, uh, Dean, on that question. So contact these. Uh, a lot of times, education will be above their grade level. So, let's say your first year college or high school grad, uh, your level may be a third higher, even half, maybe almost double. Um, and to put this in perspective, I had never read a universe in. A, what the hell's going on there? What the hell just happened? Well, Joe's gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> come I, back. I don't know what happened. It's uh, I guess my camera went wackadoodled. Well, people, I guess I'll have to track it down in a minute. I, I, something must have come unplugged yeah, or something. Exactly. But uh, 
it's a starry, starry background we have. <laughs> well, we oh wait, we even lost a background. What's going on here? We had a glitch. Yeah. Every, I mean, you know, we, you, had a, we had a show that yesterday of glitch. Ooh, Streamyard, you can't you be glitching. You must have pissed off some alien group up there. They, <laughs> they've kibosked, they've kibosked yeah. your uh, computer there. Yeah. Like, abort, abort. <laughs> yeah. so Y'all better stay away from my computer. You Send the bullet, zap his computer feed. <laughs> it's. Uh, Tony, well, you could have came to the other chat room for that question, Tony. Yeah, you could have came to the Facebook chat room. We'd all seen it. Uh, do I love aliens? Does do we love aliens? Yeah, we all love aliens. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as long as we know. love people, some of them are great and some of them are not great. <laughs> she, she's nicer than I am. You people can, you know what? Well, I, I can't uh, say I've met any, but I would hope that some of them are nice. <laughs> oh no, Don, she's Charles is way nicer than I am. Yes, she's a sweetheart compared to me. She's just a sweetheart anyway, but. Oh no, I, I don't know because I'm not the kind of person you mess with me. You're gonna, you're gonna trust me. You're not gonna like it. Uh, well, I got a lot of friends. I like friends. I like to defend. I like to make sure everybody around me is safe. What do you mean, spoil people? I spoil. When I got the money, I'll spoil anybody. Actually, mm -hmm. it depends. You know, it takes a lot of money to live these days. Actually, uh, before COVID, we were doing really good. His business was booming. COVID kind of put a damper on it and it was starting to come back and then Cracker Joe got in the office and now none of my customers want to spend any money because they scared that the plan is going to blow up. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I mean, they're, they're nervous about the economy really. Yeah. And uh, well, we'll see, you know, yeah. we'll see yeah. what happens. We got, we've got less than a year now to the next election and uh, I'm not making any predictions. I, I will make a prediction that it's 50, 50 that out of the two presidents we had, either one of them could be running the White House from prison. So I'm not sure how that's yeah. going to work. How is a dignitary going to get invited to prison? Huh? Well, come on. We got a pool now in the prison, so y'all can come out and hang out at a pool. Y'all think I'm yeah. kidding. I'm serious. Uh, no, we got to go in a minute. All right. Two more questions and we're out of here. Well, because the outer realm is on right now. Michelle's going to come over here and hurt somebody. I'm going to blame it on Jay. I'm just going to say it's Jay did it. Jay caused the problem. Chias and I are all sweet and innocent over here, minding our own <laughs> our own business. So, yes, we'll start with Chias and we'll work our way around. So, what's his question? Why do we think the aliens are here? Okay, pick an alien. Okay, no, because it's pick the aliens are here could take two shows, maybe three, just to get it out. Pick an alien. What alien? Why are the reptilians here, Chias? What do you think? Why are the reptilians here? Well, I mean, they've always been here. Right it didn't just start just because we some sometimes when people people think that it just started because they just found out about it but no it's always been there look at all the ancient texts look at the dogons like you were talking about earlier joe they're here it's my my understanding that earth is part of a project to create something important that has to do with consciousness and matter and that's why we're seated by so many different star races both on purpose and accidentally and so i believe that earth is a unique thing and that's why we're so interesting to so many different races i don't think so many different races are always checking in on every planet with sentient life on it but something about earth specifically and something about humans specifically are rare mm -hmm. and there's a point of evolution that we're pointing toward and it's like the ups and downs and the crazy and the drama between here and there and so why the reptilians are here i think there's some of them that harvest in a negative way and that like to 
cause drama and do bad stuff. And I also think that some of them are invested in the evolution of humanity so we can drop that divine spark down into matter because that's part of what we're doing here. So again, it depends on which race you're talking about. There are so many, and even inside the races, there are different agendas. That's me. How about y'all? What's up, Uncle Jay? Well, I, I think the, the reptilians are here <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. One is I think it's a bifurcated race, and bifurcated means split in two, uh, similar to what you see in Star Trek with the Vulcans and the Romulans, where they're 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 cousins really now since they've been so far apart for so many thousands of years. So my speculation is that the dinosaurs, or maybe a, a era or epoch of dinosaurs before they were destroyed, got into outer space, and that's what those Draco reptilians are. They're coming back to Earth, and they're still allegedly they're still some of their cousins are still on the planet living allegedly underground. I have no proof on that. So I think that's part of it. And the other reason they're coming here is their their planet's resources are dwindling and they're coming here for food. And I think part of their food might be us, which is why some of us are abducted and don't come back. Um, that's not a good thing. And I agree with the uh, with Charis on the on the planet thing. There's something special about our planet, whether it's the location. Our solar system is unique in this galaxy because we're we're kind of between spiral arms. Like there's a bunch of solar systems here and there's a bunch of solar systems here. But we're right in the middle between solar arms. We're out, literally out in the, the countryside. We're by ourselves. So our solar system hasn't been overly mined or the resources taxed to any degree. So that's a that's probably the other main reason. Uh, but there's also probably a strategic reason. And if you look throughout our planet, there are at least three or four highly still radioactive. We can walk through them now, but, but they're still highly radioactive areas. There's one in Saudi Peninsula. There's uh, Gobekli Tepe is overly radioactive. There's, um, uh, what's the other one? I think it's also in Turkey. There are several places that that exhibit nuclear explosions. And, and not the kind like an, a uranium deposit might explode, but a man-made nuclear explosion. And we have evidence, verified evidence, of two huge explosions on Mars that are probably one the ones that destroyed the atmosphere and melted or steamed off most of the water. Uh, so there's some sort of war going on, and we're part of that. We're, we're in the middle of it. We may, we may actually have some of our abductees being part of that war. They may be cannon fodder. So there's quite a few reasons. And again, depending on the race, it could be war. It could be resources. It could be simply they're scientifically interested in our species and our evolution. That's pretty good. That's, that's What was that, Chris? No. Well, no, because uh, like the war thing, I think the war's been over for a while, but it's, uh, I think that's what the reptilians, not the reptilians, I think that's what the light beans put it into. And that's what the greys were created mm -hmm. for the end of the war. Because it wasn't just a war between the reptilians and the humans. It was a cosmos. It was, it was, an, an throughout, it was raging through our entire galaxy. Um, it had been yeah. for thousands, even tens of thousands. Yeah, it had been for a long, all of a sudden, that's what they said. They said it had been raging forever. And then the light beans just showed up one day from a different galaxy. Took the, they found the greys on this other side of our galaxy and this started building them into the race that was going to become the galactic. And, and ever since, and that's what they've been doing. Uh, they just went out there and put it into the war. I guess they would have been like the Asgard in some ways. Um, but yeah. they just they put a stop to it. It's also why they were on Earth, because the reptilians were here. They were half the reptilians, or at least a third of reptilians never left. And um, the problem for was when they when they when they came out of hibernation and found the humans, they were a little bit pissed. But that's not actually what the the Nemos woke the reptilians because Nemos are also reptilians. 
they landed with the Dogon and actually woke up the other ones that were here, at least part of the ones that were here. And that's when they started screwing around with the Sumerian humans, the ones that were created by human ants. That's when they started screwing around with them. But if I remember right, it's uh, it's either 11. There's 11 species of, of uh, reptilian. They all have something different. Yeah. They all live on different worlds. Dogon, and I always thought Dogon was a home world. I found that recently it is not the home world, that it's one of the colonies. I mm -hmm. think altogether they have more than 100 colonies. And so they've been around a long time. I think six or 700 million years they've been blowing around through the gods. Them and the humans have been for a long time. The actual greys are actually older than they are. But that, that's what the greys tell you there. When you talk to contactees and you ask specific questions and you have them ask the greys, that's what the greys say they are. That's what they, and they are scared of the, they, they're scared of the greys. That, that proves something in itself that this, these big beings are scared of these little great things. But there are things like I've heard about the reptilians, like they have these big cities uh, with these big, huge crystal libraries. And it's just a big dome. And inside the dome, there's little pedestals with these crystal balls on them. You just touch it and whatever you think about comes to the ball and then is put into your head. So they, they sound like in a lot of ways, there was very, there are, I shouldn't say were, but are a very sophisticated society. But in the same aspect, they seem to be not as sophisticated as they should because the males or, or the females think they can take any human, well, not just that, the, male, the alpha male, alpha female think they can take anybody inside their tribe and do anything they want with them. They also feel like that about any, any uh, humans that are related to them. That's why they don't eat us because most of us are related to some family line now. Uh, you can't eat your family line. It's even even the reptilians think that's a no no. <laughs> but that that no telling when that happened. That that took a while before they started. Uh, what do you mean? Well, would you want to eat a human? I mean, we're high in cholesterol, kind of nasty, full of pollution. Yeah. No no telling what kind of diseases we have. I mean, really. Uh, no, they didn't eat the cows. We're not cattle mutilation. Is not no. It's not. It's not, it's not about food. And it's not about food. It's not about aliens. No, it's about the Uncle Sam. I know y'all get mad at me when I talk about it, but I proved it. We even we even talked to somebody at the government who admitted to it. Yes, they were doing it to monitor. They still are doing it to monitor radiation in those areas. The pieces of the cows are taken are only to places where you a radiation would accumulate quickly. And the Boy, like in the Midwest, you know, yeah, yeah, and and everywhere these ranches are are inside of drop zones for nuclear bombs. And the kicker was that the cows were insured. Let's be honest. Do you really think the gray or the reptilian human is going to give a good blank if the cow is insured? No. They're not going to care. <laughs> I don't mean, I, yeah, I, they're not going to care. And I don't think they would have left it there. I think they would have just took it. Only somebody who wanted, because they couldn't go around killing, the government couldn't go around killing a bunch of cows and stuff and taking them because no body, no claim. But with the body, there's a yeah. claim. It's just too coincidental, people. And when I, I remember when I talked to the sheriff in somewhere in Arizona, but he's like, damn, I never thought about that, but I guess you're right. And uh, so even he, after that, it kind of changed, but Linda Moulton House still swears the aliens are taking it because those parts are delicacies. Well, why don't you just take I, some cows home and breed them some bitches and eat as many delicacies as you want? Yeah. Or better yet, they probably have a machine in their wall that they can go up to and go, tea, Hot, extra sugar, and boom, there it is. Or, you know, right. give me a cow burger, extra hot, boom. All right, guys, I got one more question, and we got to get out of here. What was it? I've seen it go by, but somebody's going to have to. Next next one that comes up. Uh, okay, wait. 
no, it's it's too complicated to get into, but God and ET. So before you go there, you can have God and you can have extraterrestrials. Matter of fact, if you go read the Bible, New and Old Testament, you'll find out that they make allotments for that, other beings in the yes, in the cosmos. Yeah, and that depends on how you define God. But the way that I see it is God is not human. I don't think God has cuticles or eyelashes. Um, And so I feel like saying that the the whole fight between God and and science, it's like if we picked up a pen and wrote on the paper and someone said, no, it couldn't have been a human. It was the pen and the paper. That doesn't mean you didn't write with the pen on the paper. I don't think saying... God shouldn't exist because there are elephants. It's the same. Of course, there could be elephants and God. The way I define God is a, the consciousness of everything that exists all anthropomorphized into one. The way that we have different fingers and toes and liver cells and skin cells and whatever, but we're one being. So, of course, like, yeah, the, the two don't fight at all. I don't understand that way of thinking, uh, but uh, that's uh, with how I define God. Uh, what you think, Jay? I got in trouble the other day for talking about God. So. Uh, yeah. I think you know, I'm, I'm a little different than Charis. I, I think God is a concept created by men. And I think it's a concept created by men to control the thoughts, feelings, and actions of other men. I don't think that it's, an, I don't think there's an actual types of beings that are out there that can do the things that God is said to have done in the Bible. Uh, but we've had gods before that. We've had, you know, Zeus and, and, all the, the Greek mythos and whatnot. Uh, and I don't think those were gods either. I think those were actual flesh and blood people or creatures from other planets that looked very much like us or had some technology that made them to look like us. And we heightened them to the to the status of God. Now, the, the galactic consciousness, I, I, I agree. There's something to that. I, the, the ghost stories, I've, I've done some, I haven't done any ghost investigations, but I have watched a lot of ghost stuff. And I think there's something to that. I think there are some things that are trying to contact us from the other side, beings that were once creatures, humans like us, and they're trying to say something from the other side. But we can't record that. We don't have any signs. We don't have high tech enough to record ghosts from the other side. We don't have any kind of uh, scientific data to prove the existence of a god. But we can prove the existence of high technology beings because, poof, here we are. We have a high degree of technology, maybe not the, the highest. And if we were to go back, even right today, if the, to, tomorrow we all went to some very exotic place that these these uh, uh, some natives had never seen someone like us, and we pull out a cell phone, they're going to think that we're some sort of god. So that the concept of god, I think, is something that's in the brain of the beholder. I don't think there's a, such a thing as an actual creature that could be considered a god there may be the universe is vast i could be wrong but until we can prove are you saying q doesn't exist is that what you're trying to tell me you know q exists man you know q exists there's a q out there i mean there's there are and i I heard god just talking to you a minute ago that can do things that are like q or trelane the other the guy that they modeled q off of from the original series uh i guarantee you there i mean Taking somebody, take, take, going back 100 years and getting someone who, even just a, a modern cowboy who has a handgun and has seen a car drive down New York, you bring him forward to this day, he's going to think he's in you know heaven or some other world. He wouldn't believe the things that we can do today. Even though there's some books back then that have, you know, what's his name? Jules Verne. There are some of his books that were around during the Civil War. 
we have the stuff that's in his books. <laughs> they wouldn't believe yeah. it, even if they saw it. Yeah, the creators are weird things for me. So it's, uh, you know, and the creator was trying to tell you some guy was just trying to tell you something when you was talking. I heard him behind you making noise. So people, and this always gets me in trouble. Don't forget, God spelled backwards is what? Dog. Dog. And what is the most loyal <laughs> animal on the planet to man? Is dog. Well, what I'm saying you, is, you want to hear a good loyal... anecdote? Uh, yeah. So there's there's it's it's actually a joke, but it, it makes a pretty good anecdote. So there's a there's a gentleman. He's in the ocean. He falls off a boat and he starts drowning. He starts to pray. He's like, "Dear God, please save my life." So another boat comes by, and they say, "Hey, can we help you out?" He says, "No, my God will take care of me." So the boat continues on. He's like, dear God, please, I'm drowning. Please send some help. I need help. So a marine helicopter flies by and the guy comes down on a rope. I said, can we help you? And the guy says, no, no, my God is taking care of it. I'll be okay. The helicopter flies away. And finally he goes, God, please, I really need to be rescued. So a fisherman in a little boat comes by and says, hey, can I help you, buddy? He's like, no, my God's got me. I'm okay. The fisherman floats away and the guy drowns. And he gets up to heaven. He's like, God, why didn't you help me? I prayed for you to help me. He's like, dude, I sent a boat, a marine helicopter, and a fisherman. I know. What do you, what do you want, dude? <laughs> so if there is a God, we may not recognize it. You never know because he acts and deals with us in mysterious ways. So says the Bible. Yes. Well, the problem with all that, okay. Do the whole cosmos, something that's bigger than the whole cosmos. We're on this one little island of Earth and we think this is everything. And it's one teeny tiny little piece of what's going on. So there's a concept of, uh, I believe we're in a fractal universe. So if we have consciousness, then there are larger fractals of consciousness. But I don't think they look like us. So I think that a larger fractal of consciousness is what people call God. But then you have all the ways that humans have twisted it and made it weird for social control and things <laughs> like that. And so that's different. So it's like when that's why I said, well, what do you define God as? Because I don't think it's a guy with a beard on a cloud. I think that's ex absolutely ridiculous. But people want to mm -hmm. think different things. So whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think of it like a beach, you know, there's so many people, there's, you know, there's so many creatures in the universe and, and probably more than you can find more, more galaxies and more living planets in, in this universe that, that, that you can find grains of sand on all of the beaches in the universe. And do you think there's going to be a God out there who cares if one little piece of sand goes missing? When you well, that piece of sand prays and prays and prays for help, is he going to be able to help that one little piece of sand? I mean, come on, think about it, how just the vastness of the universe. There can't, there must, there may be a consciousness that I don't think the consciousness is really listening to us or even really gives a shit. Well, you know, I get in trouble for that all the time too. When I tell people all the time, stop bugging Jesus. There's eight billion y'all bugging the shit out to man. Leave him alone. <laughs> I'm sure God's up there probably got the Apple tune turned up as much high as loud as he can get it. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, come on. And I said, think about all the dead people that are already up there. I said, there's 8 billion here and 20 billion up there. God knows what's in the universe itself. Right. I'm like, that's a, that's a lie. I said, if I was God, I'd just slam my door and say, leave me to bleep alone. Um, yeah. No but but getting, getting back to the, the dog thing, because Jack, Jack, so Jack, no, really. So when, when they made the word God, it is legitimately dog spelled backwards. So, and I was saying the only animal that jumped across the cosmic, the chasm to stay with man at the, the great collapse of the universe when we switched over to this life form was the dog. It's the only one that came with us. 
Everybody else stayed on the other side and said, oh, screw them, man. They're, they're crazy. And dog today, easily, if There's you believe in God, ladies and gentlemen, if you believe in, in, in God, ladies and gentlemen, dog could simply be God made manifest on the planet, keeping an eye on your sorry little asses. Because uh, I notice people who own dogs tend to be very happy. People yes, cats I, are I, too. I have a nice dog here. I'm not a dog. I've never had a dog before. But listen, there is actual research. There's, they cannot find any root causes or words, as all of our other English words come from mostly Europe. They can find no root word for dog. All the root words for dog are canine. No D in it whatsoever. That's right, because God said, I need to let these stupid humans know. I'm going to give them something to keep an eye on them. But no, humans be humans like we are. We can't help ourselves. We're ignorant. Yeah, we're ignorant, people. If you don't think we're ignorant, take a look around on the planet and then tell me we're not ignorant. Um, oh, I have, I have, I've got a lot of hope for our race. I, I have a lot... <laughs> I think the humans, I think we, I mean, when you look at some of the things we've created, like Mozart and some of the art we've created and some of the beauty we've created, and, it, and just even some of the lessons we've created, we're a great species. But by saying that, we're just as ignorant as we are smart. Jazz. So, somehow or another, we've got to learn to, some kind of balance. We can't just live on the far ends all the time. It's, it's just not going to happen. Sooner or later, it's going to crack the planet. And I said, you know, we got, we've got to learn balance. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that on Friday show, but we, we've talked about religious tolerance. You have to, if you want a peaceful world, you got to get rid of money. Technically, you should get rid of religion, but all you really have to have is religious. Um, you just got to be, no. You, it doesn't matter what the Muslims think or the Jews think or the Catholics think. None of it matters. It's their religion. You shouldn't get upset because somebody bleeds differently than you do. It's just ignorance. Well, it's true their God's better. When you get on the other side, their God will go, ha, ha, you should have listened to him. But come on. No, people, you can't do that. We got we to gotta go. No, we got to go. Chai's got a life. I got a life. Jay's got four women waiting for him. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, he started the harem last week. I'm not sure why. <laughs> four cats, one dog. <laughs> I, I, I told him I thought he was crazy, you know. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, it's true. I do. I do have four bitches living in a house with me, yes. I do. Yes, it's just me and four bitches. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get smacked later for that, I'm sure, by one of them, but still. <laughs> yeah. You're not, anyway, you're not we've getting got a hot meal go. when we get off of this radio. Um, Y'all be sure to check out Chara. She's all over the place. Just type in her name. It'll be on the website so you can find her. She's really easy to find. Uh, she's got a lot of good stuff. I love listening to her talk. She's got a great voice, and she's uh, she's usually got a lot of good information, and sometimes she's even funny, too, so it's kind of fun. And, uh, of course, the other day she posted this picture. It looked like Medusa. I was like, what the hell is this, man? That shadow picture. I swear it looks nice. like Medusa. <laughs> she a picture. It's a cool picture, but for some reason, the, the head, when you wearing curlers or something, it looks like Medusa. You know that picture? I don't even know. You have to tell me which one you mean. I'm not even sure. It was some you picture you had up there. It was just a picture of a shadow against the fence. It was a person, whoever it was. And uh, the, the, just the head. Look like like just the top layer of the hair is I guess look like Medusa. I thought maybe it was a girl. Is, <laughs> I don't even know. I uh, if I, I see it, I'll, if I see it again, I'll send it to you. But yeah, no, she's not Medusa, dumbass. <laughs> that, that was just, that was just yeah. stupid. What do we have? Twelve years old in the chat room tonight? I mean, come on. Remember, guys and girls, y'all get me in trouble with Michelle when y'all don't come in the the YouTube or the Facebook things. I know I own the network, but she's still a boss. Yeah, she's the boss. 
I don't, I don't know. She's the boss. I don't fight with her. She's mm-hmm. the boss. Any, any, any manager I've ever had on this network is, to, is the boss. I may own it, but they're the boss because I can't go around second guessing my managers. Why well, have one? Yeah. Or if it's something she want to deal with, she'll call me and say, "What deal with this bleep, 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 bleep?" I can't use her language on the radio, but <laughs> there's a lot of bleeps in there, as I can tell. <laughs> she is. I call her the Elvira. She uses a lot of sentence answers. <laughs> no, she, she. I, she I, call, I, no, I really do. I call her the Elvira Canada. No, she's she's horny, weird like that. Yes. If uh, it, look, if somebody's died there or been killed there, or murdered there, she wants to go sleep in the bed. She stayed at Bland and Palace Castle. I mean, come on, the woman's insane. Yeah, not just that. Anyway, it doesn't matter where. If it's it's been she one has, of the places a where in her radio room. Yeah, if 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 yes, yeah, she got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I made a move. She has a picture of, of uh Blad, the impaler, right? And when when she first started doing radio for me, when I stole her from Niagara Falls radio station, uh shh. the thing's eyes always looked like it was moving. I said, That's just things gotta go. I said you gotta move it. I can't be watching. That's gotta go. Um, what do you mean? No, I do tell my host. I tell my host about a lot of things: hair colors, dyed things they do, backgrounds. Oh yeah, look, I'm not bashful about that kind of stuff because if they don't look good, we don't look good. Oh yeah. Well, most of our hosts are really, really pick up now and 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 pay attention to what they look like, what their backgrounds look like, or they put up uh, which we call it backgrounds, green screen backgrounds, stuff like that. Well, we got to go. I want to thank everyone yeah. for tuning in to United yeah, like Public Radio. We had the great Charis Melina Brown with us tonight. She's just, just like I said, she's all over. You can find her. Just look her up on Facebook or, or Instagram. Don't sass her because she will smack you. Um, what did I tell you? Did I just not tell you how we got to go? I'm not reading. I'm turning y'all off. I ain't even looking over there anymore. Hold on. <laughs> that way I won't get distracted anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in United Public Radio, UFO Undercover. I hope everyone has a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, wherever you're on this glorious big blue planet. And look, think peace, people. There y'all go. Think peace. Yes. Especially for them morons in the Ukraine and in Israel. Yes. I'm not taking any side. Tune in Friday and you'll hear. No, I still won't be taking a side, but tune in Friday and you'll hear. Because it's it, no, it's too complicated for now. We got to go. Thanks again for hanging out, everybody. Be sure to tune in to the outer realm with Michelle DeRoche and Emilia Pisano. Uh, yes, I don't want Emilia slapping on me either. She slaps pretty hard, or she sends, or she teases me with food, which is even worse. Yeah, she sends a lot of food porn on, on yeah, Facebook. Yes, she does. Boy, she is a food porn expert. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you haven't called her FT for a long time. Food tease, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. I mean, since I met the girl, she's in, she likes to cook. What can I tell you? Anyway, good night, everyone, and stay t- well. Not stay tuned. Go check out the Outer Realm with again Michelle DeRoche and Emilia Pesano. And I hope to see y'all Friday night. If not, hope to see you next Wednesday. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Friday night is a political show. We will be talking politics, and we may offend some people. Yes, we may. <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh oh.